Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods, episode number 48, the Jim Henson episode. Um, this kind of cropped up out of nowhere. It was uh, doing um, closings out on uh, DC Primetime, and I'm like, this is what we're going to do. And I didn't even really think it out and said it. I'm like, I guess we're doing a Jim Henson episode. So uh, without further ado, welcome uh, back to Fesh. It's been a while. It has been. I'm glad to be back, and especially with a topic like this. Uh, Jada? Hi-yo! I am seated directly between two Muppets. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty accurate. Hi! Aaron. Hello! And TJ. (laughs) Hi-yo! TJ, the person here. You better just come back nearer. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so let's uh, dive in the way that we uh, start off every show. And my question for everybody tonight is this. Would you rather dance your cares away down at Fraggle Rock... And nobody clapped, I'm surprised. (laughs) That wasn't the full line. (laughs) Um, Or would you rather be a new band member for Dr. Teeth and Electric Mayhem? I'm going to start with Jada. Definitely want to be a member of Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yes. Like, absolutely. But just give me a tambourine and set me in front of a microphone. I'll sing back up. I don't care. They're like the coolest band that ever freaking lived. I want to be part of it. (laughs) Uh, Kat. Um, I would probably dance my cares away down to Fraggle Rock because it's more freeform and stuff, and I have stage fright. <laughs> uh, if you've watched the Dr. Teeth the Electric Mayhem perform, I mean, yeah, and, that's, and that's about as freeform as you can get. It so. is, but then I'd still be in front of people, and I would have anxiety, so no. <laughs> it's, it's just thousands of, of doozers on looking at all points in yeah, time. Yeah, that would terrify me. No. That's, that's Fraggle Rock, though. Oh, eh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time. That shifted quickly. Yeah. Uh, TJ. Uh, Dr. Teeth. Dr. Teeth? Yeah, there's not a chance in hell I'd pass up being on the Muppet Show. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what instrument? Um, None? Triangle. Perfect. Decent. <laughs> when in doubt, always go percussion. Yes. Yeah. Fetch. Uh, I'm also going to go Dr. Teeth, but no instrument. I would love to be their scummy new agent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because first and foremost, I'd have access to the band, so you get your props from that. Secondly, access to a bunch of Muppet groupies. And, okay, I'm starting to get strange looks around the room, so we're not going to go any further down that road. But I could also skim off the top. I mean, they were a very, very popular group. And, you know, Animal is not an account, right? So, like, nobody's watching their money. Go go ahead. Wait, wait. They were. They made no money. Well, this is not going to be as adventurous as I thought. In <laughs> every movie, they were, you know, they were doing, and even the, the Muppet Show, they were talking about, you know, hey, we haven't had a gig in seven years. I'm still sure they had trouble with the tax man. I don't know why, but I could have sworn that cropped up in a couple of different movies. <laughs> it's quite possible, Aaron. Oh, totally dancing my cares way down Fraggle Rock. I I am a Fraggle anyway. <laughs> um, I gotta go, Doctor Teeth as well. Um, I, I don't know why. It's just, there's something every time you see those characters, and you know what? I probably wouldn't have an instrument either. I'd go make them like kind of a ska band and give one or two of them another brass Aww. instrument, and they'd be like the Mighty Mighty Boston. They have like six members of that band that didn't play instruments or sing. <laughs> He just danced. That's it. Oh, that's awesome. That just, could be me. That that's it. Just give me a tambourine occasionally. Maybe I'll sing back up, but yeah, I could just dance. That's good too. 
All right. Well, since this is the Jim Henson episode, uh, we'll kind of start this the way that we kind of started structuring these. It's a little bit more getting back into our history with this stuff and kind of sorting in some of the actual history of it before we kind of take it off the rails like we usually do with the second <laughs> half. Um, but I figured the best place to start this is the first time any of us here at this temp, uh, table you know, was introduced to something from Jim Henson. And I'm sure everyone's answer at this table will probably be the same. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, me. Okay. Jada. Um, so I don't remember a time without the Muppets. Aww. I honestly and truly do not because... Some of my earliest memories are watching Sesame Street with my sisters. Um, And I remember they were terrified of Don Music, who was a character who used to get very frustrated with his piano. And he would like, no, it'll never be right. And he would like crash his head on the piano and like smash on all the keys. And my sisters were terrified of this, but I thought it was hilarious. Um, So I just remember, I remember growing up with watching, um, watching Sesame Street was like a big thing because Channel 12 was like one of the only channels we were allowed to watch a whole lot as kids. Um, and then occasionally, like, I think it was Sunday nights, we would gather around the TV and actually watch The Muppet Show. Because, it was, again, it was like late 70s, early 80s, so we were like the prime age for that. Um, and then when we would be at my grandmother's house, my grandmother had cable. So we could occasionally watch Fraggle Rock because that at the time was on HBO. And whatever current Muppet movie was on at the time. So, like, I remember sneaking in and watching, like, The Great Muppet Caper, um, Muppets Take Manhattan, um, and, of course, the original Muppet movies. Like, these were the things, like, that truly shaped my childhood, and I can't even imagine what childhood would be like without the Muppets. And then we get into the more interesting fantasy side probably as soon as we get out of this part, because that's another massive part oh, yeah. of all of our Absolutely. childhoods. Absolutely. Um, Kat, you kind of shook your head and said you're probably not the same as most of the people, because I, I have a feeling Sesame Street, it's going to crop up a lot well, here. I think for you, oh, you're the youngest here, correct? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I did have Sesame Street, so that's fair. But I also, I, like, there were, I remember from, like, very young Fraggle Rock, but again, it's, like, brief memories. But I think, like, the first time introduced to, like, the Muppets specifically, apart from Sesame Street, was, like, Muppet Treasure Island, which was oh, not you are the that young. Yeah. Oh my god, I was in high and school. Was, I went to see that movie on a date. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. But again, it was like, I saw that That's as a date. kid, but it was like one of those things where it was a, it, it was a VHS that my grandparents had. And it was, <laughs> now I feel really old. <laughs> god damn it, Dad. <laughs> Well, I mean, you did start with Sesame Street, probably, but I mean, yeah. I think everybody's, it's kind of funny, too, because I think a lot of us sometimes forget, for the longest time, my brain was thinking, Jim yeah, Henson, always... oh, they helped do, like, most of the puppeteering for Star Wars, and I'm like, no, actually, they didn't. Uh, they did one. One. Yeah. They did only one. I yeah. didn't realize it was involved in Sesame Street. That's... Yeah, that's, the Muppets, the was Muppets. Was still on Sesame Street when you were watching it? I'm curious. Probably no. not. Probably yeah, not. No. They probably shifted him out more. Yeah. So. Well, no, he was in. He was still on Sesame Street in, in the nineties. Yeah. No. no, my sister watched it. Okay. Um, at least early nineties. I can't right. speak for anything. Yeah, I late. think yeah. there was probably some sort of statute of limitations on that because he's not on it now. Yeah, no, yeah. he's not but on it now. I definitely now, remember but... he was on it when I was a kid because well, that it's... was well, the big when, crossover. When thing. did the purchase of Muppets happen for Disney? After Jim. After Hansen's, he died. That's after right. he died, okay. which was ninety. Yeah. Yeah, he passed away Maybe in 1990, I'm 19, um, I want to say 1997, 1998 was when Muppet Studios was created, which is when it was no longer part of the Jim Henson Company. That's right. So there was a big shift that happened. TJ, which sister? Elizabeth. Okay. Then yeah. that would have been 
around the same time I was. It working. depends on what their contracts were with Sesame Street yeah. too. He might have been allowed have on Sesame memory, Street. So. <laughs> but again, too, when you're really young, you're like, I couldn't tell you if <laughs> yeah, he right, was on X. But you know, Aaron, how about you? Um, I mean, obviously, Sesame Street was a huge thing in my house. Uh, Fraggle Rock. Uh, it's funny because my mother actually will remember oh. bits of Sesame Street that I don't because I was Aww. so young. Um, but the fun thing is now that my nephew is um, two, she's and it's now playing on HBO and stuff. They're showing him some of the older versions, and he loves it. So That's it's really cute. cool seeing it now through his eyes. Um, but uh, what was the other one? My big one was. Probably, and I know we'll talk about this, um, Dark Crystal and Labyrinth. I remember very well watching that as a child. I saw it in the theaters. That's wow. awesome. Labyrinth? Yeah, I was, I, not Dark Crystal, but the Labyrinth. Dark Crystal still gives me nightmares. <laughs> I love it. I, I don't know why. Like, I, and I was a chicken as a child. That's still I'm a chicken. I loved Dark Crystal as a kid. I've never seen Dark Crystal. Oh, the other one was I, I remember very blatantly watching... They had all these Sesame Street movies, so they had like follow that bird yes. and stuff like that. There was one where they got locked in the museum overnight. Museum of the overnight. Egyptians. Yes. yes, that was like a Christmas one. Oh my god! It was. Yes. One of, it, I still and the I funny still thing was, that one. I still remember the fact that that's like, a very Muppets Christmas, isn't it? No, that was mm-hmm. very Muppets Christmas. I think it was the one with John Denver. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, this is and actually it's band. all it's all of the um, Sesame Street and they're locked in oh, the museum yes. overnight. I do remember that. And they and Big Bird has to help this ghost Egyptian prince yes. get into okay. heaven and is. And his heart has to be be the same as a feather. Yes, I actually got us out of an escape room because I remember that from (laughs) Sesame Street. Nice. (laughs) Oh my god. I thought I was the only one who had that way. That was that was like one of those things that I remember, I but didn't remember and thought it was like a dream. No, and my favorite part was Oscar finds the room with yes. all the broken statues, and he's like found Nirvana at that point. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me. So. Disney didn't buy the Muppets until 2004. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Uh, Kermit appeared on Sesame Street all the way up until that time. Oh, okay. And in 1998, there, a video came out of the best of Kermit on Sesame Street. He did actually make an appearance on Sesame Street in 2009, which was his only appearance on Sesame Street since the buyout. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. So, yeah, he appeared on Sesame Street all the way up through the... Early 2000s. That's crazy. Um, but I think everybody forgets it because Elmo kind of became they, Sesame Street yeah, for so long. Yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. still yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but ironic, funny enough, I don't have a lot of memories of Sesame Street. How about just, just Jim Henson growing up? Oh, no, no, no. I have a lot of memories of Jim Henson. Um, my When I was like five, my father showed me the original Muppet movie. Um, and he's never been the same since. Uh, and then when I was six, I had a TV in my room at my father's, and it was uh, old, you know, small color TV with an antenna. I get two stations: ABC and whatever the hell showed the Muppets at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> They ran a marathon of Muppet shows from 6 o'clock in the morning to 8 o'clock in the morning. I woke up every morning. Probably CBS, I would assume. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, probably. I'm not sure who it was, but I would wake up at 6 and every Saturday mo- every two weeks on Saturday morning, I'd watch two hours of The Muppet Show. Um, and that's my that was my introduction to uh, <clears throat> to The Muppets and, you know. Like I saw, I know I watched Sesame Street, but I don't have. I don't have specific. I don't have specific memories of that. I have more memories of the Muppets than anything else. 
Vesh. Well, yeah, it's going to be Sesame Street again for me, although I wouldn't come to realize that Sesame Street was a Jim Henson project or that he was involved with it until much later in life. Uh, I do remember very vividly um, Sesame Street is a, a very small child. In fact, uh, kindergarten, I could spell the word secret by kindergarten because of, of Sesame yeah. Street. But I don't remember Kermit the Frog in Sesame Street at all. Yeah, it was all about it was all about Big Bird and Snuffle Up again. I like Snuffle Up. Those were the two I remember. Here's here's the here's the one question that truly ages everyone. As I stare blatantly at Cat. When we were kids, now when I was a kid. Snuffleupagus was was Big Bird's imaginary friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. No, he was still the imaginary Okay, all right. Yeah. All right, because yeah. I didn't know, because then all of a sudden he became real, and all the Sesame Street, like, all the grown-ups and everybody and all the, the actual, like, human people knew that he was an actual oh, yeah. uh, being. Yeah. Like, he, 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 was, he was imaginary. Hey, he always follow, disappeared. Follow that oh bird. Nobody would talk. No, Snuffleupagus was just wandering around looking for Big Bird yeah. because nobody knew he was real. I remember yeah. him being introduced. I remember him being being realized by the other characters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I do not remember if it was in Follow That Bird. Although now this is bringing back memories because I completely forgotten about that movie. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I remember it from the movie as a child or if I remember his introduction on Sesame Street as a realized character to the rest of the cast. I there's probably going to be a lot of mix there. And then, obviously, once I got a little bit older, it was The Muppet Show. Yeah. Uh, that was, oh, man. And then once I got it, reruns every night. Like, like, it was a ritual. It was, like, the news, then MASH, yeah. and then The Muppet I Show. I don't understand. <laughs> I, 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 I will look at you, and to this day, I do not understand why it is so bloody hard to do The Muppet Show again. It is a variety show with Muppets. Don't try to make it anything else. Just put them on camera uh-huh. and let everybody laugh. They succeeded once yeah. out of twice. Yeah. 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 And yeah. it's funny, too, because like when well, I was because going... they tried to do a drama with the second one. Well, no, that was the third one. They tried to modernize it. That's yeah. that's That was the behind-the-scenes thing that they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because everybody forgets. Because oh, yeah, I didn't remember. Right. There was the, one there was the, ni- there was the yeah. 90s Muppets that a lot of us mm-hmm. think about that it feels like the Muppets never ended. I, when I looked at the dates for this, I was like, "The Muppet Show only ran from '76 to '81. Mm-hmm. That was it. Yeah, it didn't. It went into a really short-lived syndication, and that was the end of it. And then, well, they, fun fact, they it also, and- when they originally aired, um, one thing that they used to do was they would make a puppet of whomever the host was, mm-hmm. and they would give them Aww. that puppet. I'm like, that's really cool and all kinds of creepy all at once. Yeah. Like, I don't know that I'd want a puppet Jada like anywhere in my house. I'd be kind of weirded out there, by that. There's actually a couple that's where awesome. there's a couple of episodes of the Muppets where they um, it, it, they use the puppet with the performer on the show. <laughs> um, I forget who the one... I run screaming. Uh, I, I forget who the one guy was, but he, he was he's a really short guy, and they, they made jokes the entire time about how he's only a little bit taller than a Muppet. Um, wasn't it Mark Hamill? No, no, it wasn't Mark Hamill. He no, was he's a, a singer. short for a stormtrooper. Right, right. <laughs> um, but they would... They, Brought out the the Muppet and had him perform with the guy at the oh show. God. They went, you can take him home. And he's like, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> but at least I'm not the shortest one in the room anymore. There you go. <laughs> um, I, I would say for me, um, you know, obviously Sesame Street was a big key one. Uh, Super Grover was my hero as a little kid. I totally <laughs> nice. remember that. Um, but I think my other big one was actually um, the Muppet Babies. 
Yes. Oh my god, yeah. That, that was, was my big Saturday one. morning. I remember yeah. Muppet Babies way more than I remember um Because that introduced me as a little kid Sesame to Street. Indiana Jones yeah. and yes. Star Trek yeah. and Star Wars. Yeah. That was my introduction to all those it, things. It, because it, it was so timely. So much it's Babies. amazing how long like when Muppet Babies came out and how long it ran. Because that's 1984 to 1991. I didn't yeah. realize it ran that long. I remember I watching no it on Saturday mornings, but I didn't realize it started in 84. There's, and there's wow. a famous like person who did the voices that's or like someone who did the voices that's now super famous, and I have to look it up. But the like <laughs> they did next generation Star mm-hmm. Trek the next generation shows because Scooter was LaForge. Yeah, and oh my gosh. yeah. That's right. So David David Coulier voiced mm-hmm. Animal for a while. Yeah. Howie Mandel no, also right. voiced uh, Animal really? for a while. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Do you Howie think Mandel. Weird? Oh, good. Is Muppet Babies ran longer than the Muppet Show? Yes, yeah. it did. Because it, it, <laughs> target our, audience. Yeah, one no, target our audience. Also- two. two it was cheaper to produce. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, they basically, re- I remember, yeah, do you guys remember Statler and Waldorf yes. eventually showed up on the Muppet Babies? That and they were old then too, yep. <laughs> but like they even did like you know that cross brand synergy where like you saw like because um the character that they introduced there they had the rabbit yeah. character who Bean, late, Bean, Bean, Bean later appeared as one of the producers in the Disney Channel version of the new Muppet. Well, show he showed up in Muppets Christmas Carol and the Christmas well, Carol. Well, he, he, he was he was originally. Yeah, he is. He was originally brought was out for uh, Tale of the Bunny Picnic, which yes. is one of my yes. absolute favorite Another ones. Another Jim Henson thing. Yeah. yeah. Little, little known fact, he would go on to act in Greg the Bunny, but people don't realize that. <laughs> well, many years later, you know... Hey, you gotta life, make money. Life and cancellations changes people, so... <laughs> huh? He was also in Harvey. You just couldn't see him. Ah. <laughs> Good lord. Definitely. Oh, that hurt me. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been a good time for a waka waka. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so you know, I, I I brought up you know the idea of why it was so memorable, but I think we kind of hit upon that kind of already. Um, you know, you now growing up, was there a specific you know Jim Henson project for anybody that captured your imagination though more than anything else? This is where it'll go. Same, 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 yeah. same, 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 same. I know we're probably going oh, to yeah. have the same three, but Labyrinth, one hundred percent. I absolutely still adore this movie. Um, I remember seeing it in the movie theater when I was about five years old. My aunt had taken me and my sisters out to the movies, and she's like, oh, there's a cool new Muppet thing. And she was also a huge <laughs> fan of David Bowie. Um, didn't realize, you know, she's introducing her, like, seven-year-old and five-year-old nieces to David Bowie's as well. ball sack. Um, <laughs> however, um, that movie still, like, every time, I, every time I watch it, it gives me chills. Like, there's just something about, like, the fantasy, the event, the adventure. It's not about a romance. It's about, you know, a girl co- coming to realize that she doesn't have to let anybody have power over her. And I feel like that spoke to five-year-old Jada in ways. <laughs> that's still carried through in my well, everyday I would life. Say, I think everyone at this table can attest to that. So. <laughs> have no power over me. Um, but it's, you know, to me, it was just like the ultimate, like, it was like the ultimate fantasy adventure. And there's singing, and there's music, and there's David Bowie. And I love that they wanted... To have this, like, fantastical world that was all designed by Brian Froud. And Brian Froud's kid actually plays Toby, which a lot of people oh, don't really? know. Yes. Oh, that's right. Toby He's is... hot now, by the yeah, way. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> uh, so Toby, the, ba- the baby in the movie, is actually Brian Froud's child. And a friend of mine, my friend Doug, who... I, you guys, some of you know Doug. Um, we used to have this, like, running gag where we would discuss, like, 
Now, you can imagine like Brian Froud in the background of the, you know, of the, the production scenes when they're and I'm like, don't let that Muppet throw my baby around. Sir, that's David Bowie. Don't tell me that. I sewed that leather myself. <laughs> <laughs> like just like, have these like fantastical things about the labyrinth. And it's still like one of those things like you read some fan theories about it now. And it just, I actually cosplayed Sarah from, um, from labyrinth a couple years ago for my friend's Halloween party. Aww. And at the time at my, my youngest Alec was a little baby. And I think I have a picture somewhere of me dressed as Sarah holding him in the striped white pajamas. So it's just, it's something that's, that's always stayed with fun. me. That's awesome. Kat, how about you? So mine is actually, if it's from childhood, it's not labyrinth because I didn't see labyrinth until I was like 18 or 19. I know because it wasn't one of our five VHS tapes in my house. <laughs> Ding. So, I mean, that's really... <laughs> if it wasn't in that, like, the amount of movies I hadn't seen was ridiculous. So, um, but the ones that I had was um, Muppet Christmas Carol and um, Muppet Treasure Island. Mm. And the, anything with pirates and me just clicked. And also Tim Curry. Oh, hell yeah. So, it was just all the things that I love. Which I also hadn't seen Legend until I was older. <laughs> and I was like, how did I miss out on this? Oh my this God, is glorious. Movie. Yes. Also, Tim Curry and fantasy and yay. Like, Aaron. Labyrinth. I mean, it's (laughs) that. And the funny thing is, like, I will still watch it. Uh, I would watch it weekly if I could. Um, It holds up. Yes. It's one of those things, like, you watch some of the stuff we watched as kids. uh, Because, like, everything was real. It was a puppet. You could interact with it. None of it was CG. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't lose its visual luster. There are movies that, like, Rob will be like, you need to watch it. I watched it as a kid and it was amazing. And I, who have seen no movies, is like, okay. And then we watch the movie and I'm like, this is dumb. And he's like, you're so mean. But, like, uh, Labyrinth. This is her thought process of both Goonies and Monster Squad. So. <gasps> oh, get out. I don't no. care that this is your house, but get out. Yeah. Well, no, it's I'm a monster. It's a <laughs> labyrinth I saw as an adult and was thrilled with it. But I mean, there are some movies it that you see as a kid total... and it just. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it become nostalgic for it. I hate people watch The Last Unicorn and they look at me like, what is this crazy acid trip you just made me sit through? <laughs> like, I totally and get it. Who has, I live tweeted my daughter's reactions to The Last Unicorn. So. <laughs> Um, but also, uh, I have to say, Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, I love oh, that one. That, and, yes. and as someone who grew up as you know, wanting to be an actress, in love with Broadway, the idea of we're going and putting on a show, which, by the way, is not how it works. <laughs> and the but first I, introduction to Rizzo the Rat. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, there is usually not a week I don't go by where I'll look at my husband or I'll look at somebody else and just goes, "Peoples is peoples." <laughs> <laughs> I thought his name was Murray. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, so for me it's always been the Muppets there's not a day that goes by that you know I won't watch I won't listen to a song from the Muppets I won't think of a joke I follow the Muppets on Facebook and and Twitter (laughs) Um, they have their thoughts of the week every time it comes out that's one of the first things I watch it's hysterical we made sure that we had the rainbow connection in our wedding Twice. Mm-hmm. It's true. I was there. <laughs> Twice. <clears throat> um, but, so one of my favorite stories is um, back in the uh, early 90s, there was a, I, I, I want to say it was the Steelers were going to the Super Bowl. One of the uh, players looked at his agent and said, I don't care who it is. I'm not talking to anybody. I don't care. I got to get ready for the Super Bowl. 
I don't want to talk to anybody. The agent goes, are you sure? Because, like, David Letterman called. Yeah, no, I'm not talking to anybody. Then uh, you're not going to be interested in Sesame Street either. The guy looks at him and goes, what are you kidding? I'll do Sesame Street. <laughs> anybody can get called on the Letterman. Do you know what you have to do to get on Sesame Street? How soon can I be there? Um, <clears throat> and the only thing this guy did between the last playoff game he was in and the Super Bowl was he flew to New York and appeared on Sesame Street. Yeah, you get um, a chance to go, go be on Sesame Street. You go be on Sesame Street. It, yeah, that's, that was his Absolutely. thing. That's He's awesome. like, those characters, you don't think of an actor underneath them. You don't think of a puppeteer. It, it, though they deserve a ton of credit. Absolutely, yeah. But those are real people. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> you think about, like, again, it's, you know, I, <clears throat> where we could be spending so much time purely talking about the life of Jim Henson, we are. Yeah, it's he was Kermit. He yeah. was all of these characters, and like it's mm-hmm. exactly as you put it. It's you don't think about those pieces because it's that, and it, you forget <clears throat> that they they were there. They just disappeared. People that appeared on the show even said, you know, we're not, you know, after like the first five minutes, you're not looking down at the performer. You're looking at the Muppet because the Muppet is so real to you after just five minutes of conversation, and that takes an enormous amount of talent. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Um, I don't know if any of you guys know um, the actual story of how Kermit came to life. Was what yeah. um, a little bit so of pieces. Jim Henson was um, when he was really young. His mother had this green coat, and she was going to be getting rid of it. And he was like, "Can I make something out of that?" And she was like, "Okay." So he cut up his mother's coat. Used some ping pong balls and made the very first Kermit puppet. Interesting. Yes. So this is what, um, okay, so you talk about your VHS tapes. This is something that I took away from one of our five VHS tapes when I was a kid. (laughs) We recorded from TV. It was a, I think it was like the Muppets 25th anniversary, and they did this whole special on TV, and it was so super cool, and I absolutely love it. I would still watch it today if I could. But they went over, like, I think it was when he was, I want to say Baltimore, but uh, this is me foggy memorying. Um, So... He made the puppet and then eventually wanted to try and get into children's programming. So in like the mm-hmm. m- early 1960s, he was allowed to have like a few, like he would do some spots on public access and things like that in Baltimore. I'm pretty sure it was Baltimore. It was. Um, yeah, I remember. I see yes. the special. I actually Thank watched you. it very recently oh on YouTube. God, I love that. I need to watch the it whole, again. The whole thing is on YouTube. I'll have to, uh, I'm going to have to find <laughs> it. I love that so much. Um, but so he made that puppet and he started doing little spots and eventually they put together like a 20 minute show for him that was all for kids. And it wasn't necessarily educational, but that was like the predecessory show that kind of fell into the lap of the uh, public, telev- public television workshops. And that's what eventually became Sesame Street in 1969. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I had no idea. Yep. From his and mother's coat. During the intermediate Aww. periods of time, I remember seeing the commercials probably in that same documentary. Do you guys, was that in the documentary? The, the, it, they the played it off like a, re- yes, they played it yeah. off like a rewards show. Like yeah. It was amazing. And it was awesome. Like they did a whole bit on Sesame Street. They did a whole bit on the Muppet show. Yep. Each of like the, mm. like the top, like top tier Muppets had their own like little vignettes of like, these are their awesome moments from the Muppet shows, Muppet movies, Sesame Street, whatever. But yeah. it's, that's that's one of those things you know you talk about your VHS tapes all the time. Yeah. That that was one that stuck with me in a Absolutely. big way was uh, the Muppet special. It's just Aww. something amazing about seeing Muppets talking 
ground coffee this, this day. <laughs> I buy coffee from Muffins. Me. Yeah, I would definitely right? buy coffee. So how about how about you then? What's oh, what was your man. what was the one that sparked your imagination the most? The, the, the Dark Crystal. I was aware of Labyrinth. I was aware of Labyrinth. Uh, Labyrinth never really reached out and, and gripped me as much. But you were a five year old girl. That's no, I wasn't. <laughs> I guess I was a five year old girl. So. <laughs> Also sister. <laughs> More's the pity. Um, no, I was uh, the Dark Crystal. Really, man, it was such an awesome movie, and that's still one that I'll go back and rewatch time to time. Um, it was creepy. I loved the, the, the skexies. skexies. Yeah. Uh, just it was so much <laughs> fun. My and then the uh, the creatures. Oh, the long the still creatures. I can't remember what they're called now. The ones they would ride. The long legged oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. still oh, creatures. Those no, things fascinated me. We should do a fun. night where we yeah. watch Follow that, that Bird and Dark yes, Crystal. Definitely. I would love to because they There's still the have opposite the ends of the spectrum. It really is. Because let me tell you, I will still watch Follow That Bird and I will still ball my freaking eyes yes. out when Big Bird is stuck in the cage and singing in the circus. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Saddest of sads. I think I just broke Cat. <laughs> it is pretty. It, it's, 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 yeah, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's kind of a depressing movie, yeah, but it ends up in a really kind of wonderful, happy, upbeat. Yeah. It's a really interesting thing because this like social worker type person sees Big Bird living amongst humans and says, no, you need to be with your own kind. You need to be with birds. And he doesn't and, understand. And he doesn't understand it. And so she kind of like places him with a bird family. Who does it, it, and it's really it's sad. And, oh, that sounds but so it's rough. it's it's the whole idea of like your family is not always you know They're it might relative. be yeah, yeah it might be who yeah, 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 yeah. oh that's super yeah. sweet. It's a really and there sweet. are some ridiculously famous people in the movie. Oh, the cameos well, in that Chevy movie. Chase. Oh yeah, because he lives on the same street. That's right, Sesame Street. Um, <laughs> well, the, the truck driver that gives him a ride, do you know who that is? I'm trying to remember who it was. He's the same guy who sings uh, the Dukes of Hazard theme song. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there's, there's so many and, names. And, like, if we were to yeah. go on IMDb, we could just read that off, and that would be the rest of the podcast. Well, that's, I mean, majority of the Muppet yeah. movies, or Sesame Street, was all the cameos. Yeah. The, Even the newer ones are like, oh, yeah. yeah. Normal, I mean, that's always what it's that's been. That's always been a thing. Um, you know, for me, I would say, actually, it's it's... Has to do with creatures uh, were a big part. And, Jennings. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, so for me, uh, I think it was, if memory serves correctly, 1989. Um, a little movie called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh man! Oh. One of his very last things Jim Henson ever did was create the live action version of the Ninja Turtles through his creature shop, um, and that was a huge, huge, huge thing. That was like. Seeing that as a kid, like, I was eight years old, and it was just like, oh my god, this is like, this cartoon that's stupid and silly was taken in such a serious, serious, mm-hmm. in-depth direction. Um, and it was really kind of, it, it blew my mind as a kid, because I'm like, these are very tactical, and they look insanely realistic and creepy, yeah. and they never had that mm-hmm. visual look ever again uh, from when... He, he was the one that was behind the design of them and creation of them. Um, but it was kind of funny, like, just thinking about that and just for completely forgetting as I was researching for the episode that he was the man that created them. Uh, but the other big part, too, that was a very as much as close to it is, is one character from Star Wars that we all quote mm-hmm. to this day nonstop, Yoda. Mm-hmm. The only thing that anybody from Henson Studios and Jim Henson had any involvement in Star Wars was him and Frank Oz working with George Lucas to create the Yoda puppet, and then ultimately the voice of Miss Piggy becoming the voice of Yoda. Um, and it's it's hysterical because even 
it's funny that how much that touches our hearts. It was so much fun when, you know, the promos and behind the scenes came out from episode eight. And there was a gorgeous, like, three-minute video of watching Mark Hamill see the Yoda puppet and Frank Oz under his stage talking to Mark. And you <laughs> saw him starting to tear up because he hasn't seen it or had that interaction with Frank like that since they did Empire and Jedi. And, like, you just saw, like, Mark Hamill kind of fall apart. Uh, but it was, like, this beautiful, amazing, touching thing and it kind of brings us the message of why we wanted to do this episode is because I think every time we see these characters, whether it's Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, um, you know, going into the Muppets, Sesame Street, like, they all have these moments where they can just, these, you know, little felt puppets, like, can Mm -hmm. just make us, like, fall to pieces in seconds. (laughs) Just to go back uh, real quick, funny story about Frank Oz and Marlon Brando. I remember reading about this years ago, so I just reread it. Okay, so Frank Oz uh, helped direct the score. I think it was like 2000, 2001. Marlon Brando was in it. Marlon Brando was so disdainful of Frank Oz's involvement with the Muppets, he refused, flat out refused to take direction from him. And what Frank Oz had to do to direct him in scenes was Marlon, or not Marlon Brando, um, I think it was Robert De Niro actually wore a headset. And Frank Oz would give his directions to Robert De Niro who would then give the directions directly to Marlon Did he make Robert Brando. De Niro a puppet, basically? Oh Pretty God. much. It sounds like wow. it. <laughs> I never thought about that angle. So yes. Robert De Niro was would actually a Muppet. Would have been Frank Muppet for, for that production. Robert De Niro, yeah. you talking to me? I think that's fair to say. Well, I just thought that was amazing when I first heard about it. I'm like, that is a really <laughs> weird, bizarre thing. Right? You know, I, th- I just thought of one that I still watch every year to this day. And talking about felt making you cry, my mother and I will always cry watching this. Eminata's Jugman <laughs> The end of Eminata's Jugman Christmas when they all get to... I mean, it's very much a gift of the Magi kind of yeah. take. But um, it, it's always been one of my mom and I's favorite movie. My mother's name is Gretchen, and she always hated the fact that the bitch of the movie was named Gretchen Fox. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's one of those moments where you just cry, and you're, and you're watching it, and you're like, I'm crying at felt, and I don't care. Aww. But the best thing is, if you ever get the DVD of that... Watch the outtakes because there's a yeah. moment where the the uh, River Bottom uh, band, the the bad boys, go into a music store and they destroy the music store and this drum rolls perfectly out of the store. <laughs> they did it once, no camera rolling, perfect. It took. 46 takes <laughs> to get it to roll out perfectly again. And the best part is they start getting a little punchy. <laughs> so at one point, like, the, the drum falls short, and all of a sudden er, Ma goes, Emmett, go get the drum. And Emmett goes, I can't, Mom. I'm nailed to the floor. <laughs> so just, the puppeteer's just losing it at that point. It's brilliant. <laughs> I just like the idea of puppeteers losing it and like actually still speaking through their puppets. <laughs> That's, That's what it, one of my favorite things in the world is like it's just voice actors in general though because like I said if you ever listen to uh, it's on Nerdist which is Rob Paulson's show Talking Tunes you hear so many of these voices from our youth and some mm-hmm. of them were part of the Henson stuff and all. And hearing them curse in character is one of the greatest things in the world. <laughs> it's it is pure joy. It really is. Um, so another kind of little side piece to this is there, you know, a Jim Henson thing that was maybe from your, your, from your youth that you didn't really appreciate, but now later appreciate tremendously. Um, because I know for 
So Labyrinth for me. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that and I was like, oh my God, what was I missing out on? That was amazing. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. So I mean, that's one I would go back and watch. Okay, so movie. I was terrified of Dark Crystal as a kid. I appreciate it a lot more now as an adult. <laughs> um, it's not nearly as creepy as it was when I was like five. Oh. Um, but I think, I don't know. I think it probably if I had to appreciate something more now, I would definitely appreciate uh, Sesame Street a lot more. I mean, I loved it as a kid, but as a parent, I appreciate it so much more because it really, <laughs> it reaches out to kids in a way that a lot of children's programming never did. It really addresses, um, you know, you don't, you see children in, in a cityscape. Mm-hmm. You see inclusion. You see children in wheelchairs. They actually just introduced within the past two years a Muppet with autism. So you see you see the world through different eyes and you see it through a community, not through just a family and not through just one specific point of view. Um, it teaches ideas of cultural inclusion. It teaches ideas of racial inclusion. It teaches ideas of your family is your chosen people. It's talking, going back to follow that bird. Mm-hmm. So for me, Sesame Street has a lot of meaning in that respect. Yeah, um, I agree with Jada, Sesame Street. I mean, even going back to when we were kids, how many people here's first big death experience was Mr. Hooper. Oh, God, Hooper. that oh, was yeah. rough. Okay, and you suddenly, you know, and, like, you, you can compare Sesame Street a lot to Mr. Rogers in the fact that while they taught children, they did not speak to them like they were children. They, right. sp- they spoke to them like they were tiny adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They explained the concepts. They explained the differences. Um, some of the be- you know some of the best programming is uh, teachable programming is still on Sesame Street. And there's you know nothing at least nothing I've seen today teaches as well as those as that program does. Well, even like Sesame Street, if you, one of the ones I, I remember, and I was, I mean, I was in college, but they did a, um, they did a 9-11 episode because, I mean, if you think of Sesame Street's New York. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people affected by this that they brought that, they, I think, I believe it was a storm. It was yeah. a bad storm. that, And so it was teaching kids that, you know, it's okay. It's past. We can deal with this. We can, you know, re- recover and yeah. things like that. But just, just what, and I, I was actually thinking about the Mr. Hooper death because I remember being a kid and I remember learning about that through Big Bird because that was the whole thing is they were trying to explain to Big Bird why Mr. Hooper wasn't there anymore. Mm -hmm. But I also remember one of the first weddings I got to go to was Maria and Louise. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Maria, like, I had a crush on her when I was a little kid. Who did it? (laughs) She was the size of that. Maria, her her name is actually Sonia. She is the original Sonia from Godspell. She sang Turn Back, Oh Man. Oh, man. That's where she got her big break. <laughs> yes, now, Maria and Louise are the two characters, the, 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 the two adults that everybody remembered yeah. for the There's also Gordon and Susan. Gordon, 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 Gordon and Susan. Susan. There was Bob, and there was the, uh, again, talk, going back to inclusion. Um, well, I can't remember the one she was the name deaf, of the, uh, uh, the deaf woman. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, oh, my God. Because one of my first sign uh, the, language books was her mm-hmm. teaching yeah. how to sign. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't Merle Madeline, right? No. 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 And then they, um, I think more recently, like, it, uh, this is in the last 15 years, I think, uh, they had a um, Spanish-American who was running Mr. Hooper's store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't... I, they, oh, I, no, no, it was an Asian-American. Asian-American, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, what is his name? Yeah, I, yeah. Know, um, I, I, I see him on the, on the Macy's Day Parade every single year. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> um, and they've introduced... 
There's Please. Chris now, who's uh, I don't know if he's meant to be like uh, Susan and Gordon's son, but there's no, there's more African American inclusion. Mm-hmm. There's like they're so so wonderful about that. Well, and also the fact that like not just the American version. Uh, there is versions of Sesame Street around the world, mm-hmm. and I believe it's That's in South, South Africa. Africa. South Africa. Mm-hmm. They have a, a character who is HIV positive. Yeah, Wonderful. yeah, Aww. yeah. And that stirred up a bit of controversy when it first came out, because of course. Yeah. Um, but again, it, yeah, it, it makes sense too, because in 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 South Africa, I think it's one in eight. Yeah. So children in South Africa would be are very well yeah. are, are born with it, have friends that have it, family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it again shows how versatile they are at bringing things into the world at a level that kids can understand yeah. and, and walking them through it and just giving them someone that they can feel when they see on TV that they can relate to. Yes. And that's the biggest thing in the world. Because is just being able representation to matters. Oh, absolutely. It does. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> How about you, Erin? Uh, anything that you go back to that you didn't really kind of connect with originally? or? Um, <laughs> I, I, I was kind of looking through the, the list of some things. I Actually, and TJ, my husband's going to hate me for this. The original Muppet movie, when I was a kid, I wasn't the biggest fan of. I, I gravitated towards the other movies. Uh, I love The Great Muppet Caper, but the original Muppet movie just never... I, I'm getting in divorce papers right now. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, no, it's absolutely you know, fine. Okay. She's going to need a ride home. <laughs> it's a 90-day waiting period. To, so, this, you know, just like, okay. to this day, I still can't get through The Great Muppet Caper. I oh don't. my god, I love The Great Muppet Caper! And maybe could... it's Diana Riggs. I love the... her. I don't know why. I, there's something about that movie that like I always just fall asleep or it's... Get All right. Well, we know what to do with <laughs> Rob. Is... Tying him to a chair, and he's gonna finish that damn. Movie. I love the original, and I love <laughs> Muppet Take Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, well, I love so. like I love the Muppet Take Manhattan. I like the Muppet Keeper. Just never. But I've now gone back and watched it with my husband, and I find it hysterical because I get a lot of the jokes now. I guess when I was a kid, it kind of went over my head a bit. To be fair, yeah. the last time I attempted the Great Muppet Caper, I think it was about nine or ten. Oh. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. So, I would rewatch it. So let's yeah. try it again. Uh, there was actually for me like the one that I didn't appreciate at all until I was much older was, and I completely looked the other way was actually two. Uh, it was um, Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, I love Muppet Christmas Carol because I was like when it came out, I was like it's Muppets. I don't care. And it was one of those things that it was just for some odd reason. I was at that age like age range. I'm like this doesn't speak to me. I'm the edgy teen kind of thing. <laughs> Well, an edgy and so, um, but like it was that and Muppet Treasure Island, it was completely lost on me. I never got to see them. I never got I to think enjoy you'll them. Note that those are the two that I watched. We watched them almost every child. year. We, yeah. we so absolutely I watched them every year, and I into loved watching them over and over. It doesn't have to be Christmas time. Muppets no, Christmas yeah. Carol will oh come out, God, and it doesn't. So no, good. like yeah, I'll come it's home so one night for like being out late, and TJ's watching Muppets Christmas Carol. But it's great. Like I like it's one of those things that like you know there was same thing when we did Disney. There was there was Disney stuff that. Just I was just aged out of, and it yeah, wasn't marketed. Yeah, first new groove. Yeah, I, like Hercules, all these things. But like for for me though, going back to them, that was so great. And the funny thing is though, I saw Muppets for uh, Muppets in Space or Muppets from Space in the theater, and I'm like, man, this is great. And I just and everybody's like, it's one of the worst Muppet movies. I still enjoyed it. I felt like Muppet Man. Really? <laughs> and George Clinton and the P Funk All Stars, the entire movie. Yep. It was fine. Yeah, oh, he, they were awesome. I, that was that was my opening movie when I used to work at Suncoast because oh I got gosh. to listen to funk all morning long and watch Muppets. Yes. So I watched that every morning <laughs> when I opened the store. You want to know what my biggest problem with Muppets in space was? Or Muppets from space was? Hmm. It wasn't a musical. Yeah. There was th- that big opening number and then they didn't sing. <laughs> yep. And it's like, how do you do a Muppet movie without songs? <laughs> I mean, seriously. 
I have the CD to Muppets Treasure Island. We used to listen to my car it's all so the good. time. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Fish, how about you? What, what's one that you went back to or you know enjoy a lot more than... Um... Well, I've got a greater appreciation probably for the Muppet show itself. Because um, I didn't realize how, how much that really influenced me until much later in life. Uh, coming back across it as I got opportunities to rewatch it later on. Um as a, as a kid, it just becomes part of your, your kid's world. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, you're fascinated with it, but it's just a natural part. You know, this is this is expected. It just, just feels normal that I would have, you know, the Muppets as, as part of the, the lineup that we would watch. Um, but I had a lot of like, nostalgia. Everybody, you know, family crowded around the TV watching it kind of things. that it, it took getting a little bit older to look back and really appreciate those moments. So, yeah, I, I would say the Muppet show. Well, unfortunately, I mean, we, we kind of have to touch on kind of a sadder topic on this is, does anybody actually remember when you were growing up when Jim Henson passed away in 1998? I do. So, I absolutely yeah. do. I yeah. wept my eyes out. I remember watching the I funeral. Don't. Like, yeah. they I actually don't. televised it, and I believe it was the song from Snoopy, I want to say, where they sang the When Just One Person Believes in You yes. Deep Enough, and then oh, they gosh. added, like, one person, because one person starts it, and then more and more people add, and they Just one person, them, but it was all the, vo- it was it was all all the voices they of the Muppets, the Muppets actually singing and they, that. And they all wore color, and everyone had um, butterflies, like, uh, paper butterflies <laughs> in the on. audience. It was one, and I, I remember watching it, I remember my father turning to me and goes, that's what I want my funeral. I want everyone in color. I want everybody celebrating. Like, cause it was, it was as yeah. sad as it was. It was such a celebration of what he meant and, and what he'd accomplished, you know? And I yeah. hope he, I hope he can see what's going on with his company now and, and, and is happy. Like with what Sesame Street has become. Cause I'm sure there's yeah. some, you know, people who've started companies looking down going, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember after he passed, they had a special on the Muppets they did a special program for the Muppets dealing with Jim Henson's passing. And at the end of the, the it was an hour long special. At the end of the special, they introduced Kermit's new voice. Mm-hmm. Oh, because I remember for this. Years, yeah. It was, it was, it was Jim, Jim Henson. Henson. Yeah. Uh, you know, since Kermit was started, it was Jim Henson doing yeah. the voice. And they needed to introduce a new voice. I think it was his son. His Brian, Brian Henson. Who yeah. took over at that yeah. time. Um, and Brian Henson did the voice uh, for for a few years, but um, one of my favorite moments from that was uh, they talk about they're talking about Jim Henson and the, all the Muppets go. What do you mean he was Kermit? No, Kermit is Kermit, and they go, no, 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 look down. And the the Muppets look down, and as they look down, the te- the, the camera pans up, so you for the first time you saw the mu- the puppeteers yeah. under the Muppets. And Fonzie's looking down. Fonzie, Gonzo, the whole crew was looking down. And they go, "Who the hell? Who, who are those people? <laughs> they're the people that you know that make you move." Quick, everybody, run over here! And they're all running. They're following us, and they're running around the screen. And, and, um, and they're like, "Okay, this is freaky. Put the camera back. Put the camera back." And the camera comes up, and now it's just the Muppets again. And the, <laughs> they were showing kids. Yeah, this is. This is a part of life. This happens. We're, you know, now this is the new. And at the end, Kermit came in and went, "All right, guys, it's time to go back to work." Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember watching that, but I do remember uh, yeah. when he passed, and it was so super yeah. sad. But that's that's really incredible. Now I got. I know I want to find that on YouTube as well. Yeah, Big Bird singing. It's not easy being green. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that was another big. big and actually, key the the person who started 
who who is the Big Bird puppet. His name is Carol Spinney, mm-hmm. and he has been he has been the Big Bird since the original 1969 yeah. wow. Jim Henson Sesame Street. If anybody's going to be in Philadelphia around the weekend of September 14th, he's going to be at Keystone Comic Con. Awesome! Yeah. Cool. Yeah, he's and there's an amazing documentary on Netflix uh, all about um, him and his life as Big Bird. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's really, really wonderful. One thing we've talked about is what is things Jim Henson has done, you know, for us as kids. But he was such an innovator too. Like all of the technology that they had to use, you know, to see what they were doing, to then, you know, make the puppet look like it's actually doing something, but they're seeing it inverted and things like that. A lot of that stuff he came up with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, for even for Big Bird, he had to like watch everything on a television yep. screen with his hands straight up in the arm. air. Yep. Yep. And sometimes on roller skates. That's right, Big Bird's in roller skates. It's it's impressive. Yeah. (laughs) Very impressive. Dude's like 80 now, too. Yeah. That's even crazier. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, You know, like I said, obviously, talking about this, now, Paul actually has been to the Jim Henson Museum. So I figured this is a good chance for you to kind of. Yeah. Get to tell your, 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 your story. Is this, this the one in New York at the... No, no. This is the one that's in uh, Leland, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, which actually, it, it the museum itself on the property borders uh, Deer Creek, uh, which is, a, I think it's called Deer Creek. I wrote that. Yeah, Deer Creek. And it's, it's actually just a little stream. And uh, so Jim Henson was born in Greenville, Mississippi, but then they moved uh, to Leland. And that's where his young formative years was, were. Work. Work. Yeah. <laughs> I can English really go some days. Um, and he actually would play on, on this, this creek bank a lot as a child, which is where they claim. Now, I don't know how much truth there actually is in it, because with someone as, as influential and as big as Jim Henson was, lore tends to be attached. But according to the lady that was running the place, that's where he first started to conceptualize this idea of Kermit the Frog while playing with toads and frogs along the bank. Again, it just seems too picture perfect to me to necessarily pass the smell test, but there might be some truth to it. Uh, I used to make the drive between uh, Little Rock, Arkansas and MSU down in Starkville to, to hang out with my brother's friends. And I would pass this every time because it was right along this one major highway that I had to cut through on Mississippi to, to get there. I never stopped. And then during one stay, I, I talked up the, the taquitos at my local gas station. Don't ask me why. They were wonderful. They were the best. And this <laughs> is what I told the guys. These are the best there. taquitos. Yeah. Half those guys had never had a taquito. So it became a road trip. So we packed a car full of people and drove six hours to get taquitos. And we were driving by the Jim Henson Exhibit Museum during this normal... Yeah, I know. It's bizarre. Those are some damn good taquitos. Well, bear in mind. Where did you say this was drive from? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Start done from. and done. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, of course, as soon as they saw the sign for it, everybody in the car was like, we have to stop. Which was really cool to me because I'd never talked about the Muppets or Jim Henson related things with any of these people. So that was the first time I was like, all right... A lot of people my age have got, you know, a, a, a thing going on for the Muppets. So we stopped. I think we freaked the lady that was there out a little bit. There was nobody else there. So Aww. all of a sudden, here comes all these college-age guys just roaming around looking at the exhibits. They had a lot of uh, different puppets up, pieces of memorabilia, things like that. So she, she actually came out and put a DVD in one of the documentaries, one of the Muppet documentaries. And we're all just sitting in the middle of this museum, like... <laughs> Seven of us watching this documentary. Were you eating the taquitos? No, because no, we hadn't made it back to. We hadn't made it back to. Uh, okay, to great. It's a silence, and it's all the, these college-age kids just. 
<laughs> and there's like eyes just like glued to this documentary the, about the Muppets. The worst part. Now the mu- the museum was really awesome, and that's only bucket list is to get back down there and actually spend an afternoon. Because again, a this was a, did. really yeah. Oh, she lives awesome. in Mississippi now, gotcha. and so uh, she made. And she's also a huge Muppets it's, and Labyrinth and all of the Jim Henson universe. Do you remember Huge what her um, her thoughts or impressions of it were? Oh my god, it was like she basically did the Muppet flail for like four hours nice. while they were there. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a lot to see, and again, I wasn't aware that. I mean, I'm sure that there's different places. I didn't know New York had something. I'd love to go up and see that at some point. Yeah, too. let me. I'm going to bring up the information from it because I think it's in. Um, so we were actually talking about possibly going to it this week, and I don't think we're going to make it. Gotcha. Um, but I think it's at the the uh, history of the motion picture. Museum of Motion Picture, uh, give me one second, I'll find it. Yeah, well, the worst part is, is so we didn't get back in. Uh, it was Camden, Arkansas, not Little Rock. My apologies. Camden, Arkansas. This was before I moved to Little Rock. But anyway, (laughs) the worst part is that set us back far enough that it was like late at night when we got in and my local gas station had run out of tequila. (gasps) They had no tequilas out. But they made made an entire batch because I was like, well, I told these guys how good the taquitos here were and we've driven six plus hours to be here. And they actually went... Turned the machine back on and fried up a brand new batch. Oh my God. And then these guys got back in the car and drove another six hours back to Starco, Mississippi. That's, so that's a whole lot. It was an adventure. But what made it, again, really pop for me was stopping by the museum. Because this would have just been some random BS thing you did when you were crazy, you know. Like, I feel like we're insane sometimes. We're like, let's drive an hour to get a cheesesteak because there's a specific shop we only like. Mm. Six hours for gas station food. <laughs> that's... Six hours yeah. for gas station tequila. I like to think that's how it, or how how much I could like talk something up when I, I was there. You know, I, like, I, I really put a shine on something to make a bunch I, of people yeah. jump. I will say this: if I lived out west, I'd be like, I can't wait to go uh, back home because I need Wawa really badly. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I I think I can. That makes sense. Yeah. It's still a taquito though, so it's yeah, they were so good. Right, so it's the it, the exhibit is at the Museum of the Moving Image. It's in Astoria, Queens. Oh, okay. Um, they have nearly three hundred objects on view. Forty-seven uh, puppets, including Kermit the Frog, Miss Piggy, um, Ralph, the Swedish Chef, Statler, Waldorf, Big Bird, Elmo, and a Skeksis. Nice. Um, the do- it's a donation of nearly five hundred artifacts from the family themselves. That's wow. pretty awesome. So, that's worth. That's well, and I remember there was they, there was something similar, and it was actually touring. And I remember being in DC with my family. And they had a couple of the puppets there, or Muppets there. Two of them were from Emmett and I was, They had Ma and Emmett, and my mother and I cried. Um, yes. But it's cool as they also have a lot of, like, the mechanics they sometimes use to film. Like, they had, like, Ma and Emmett oh, row down awesome. the river on a boat. So they had the boat mechanism that they would also have, like, somebody under it because, of course, somebody oh, wow. had to be maneuvering the, the puppets. So, But, yeah, uh, I've heard that this is an amazing exhibit. I know Adam... Um, from Mythbusters did a tour on his YouTube channel. Oh, that's also about to check um, that out. His, he's got such an amazing YouTube channel to begin and of with. Course, yeah, and of course, like his, he goes really in-depth because he has like the docent there with him and she's mm. walking him through. So I, I watched a little bit of that too, but I, it's definitely... A trip, and I think it's only like fifteen bucks a person. That's, that sounds yeah. like that sounds like something I would love to do. That's for the entire museum. That's not just for this exhibit. And that's a ton of characters. Speaking of which, yeah. you know, you yeah. mentioned the Swedish Chef, mm-hmm. Rolf, Kermit. Those were all voiced by Jim Henson. Yep. yep. So, um, so we did kind of touch on some of this, but I figure we can kind of just 
tap back into it just a little bit because we talked a little bit about you know Muppets in use in education, but also the impact on pop culture in our lives growing up. Um, you know, I wasn't sure if anybody wanted to add any other last pieces to Jim Henson's impact on pop culture uh, before we kind of jump into the next next point because we're actually already almost about an hour in, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> I mean, so. this could have easily been four hours. Oh, easily. <laughs> Um, well, I, well, I think we kind of touched on on the importance yeah. of things like Sesame Street and and, yeah. and just Absolutely. how Jim Henson touched upon our lives. But I think just from the fact that you mentioned a road trip with a whole bunch of people not even having an inkling about that, all being able to kind of go down to this museum and probably equally all find it enjoyable oh, yeah. and and something special. So. I, I mean, I think just in general, though, too, we talked about as well just the ideas of how puppetry completely changed and how that completely changed the film industry and, and how things move forward based upon that. So. I think it's also interesting that you can walk up to pretty much anybody and be like, who's your favorite Muppet? And they'll have, like, an immediate answer. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. I know for me, if somebody asked me my favorite Muppet, I'd immediately say Miss Piggy. But, like... Hi! <laughs> I mean, come on, she's a beauty queen and a badass at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Like, what could not be better than that? Um, but you know, I, I think it's just—it's just something that, no matter what, it in some way has spoken to generations of people since, basically, since the 1950s and 60s. Even when it was just like you know him with this little puppet made out of his mom's coat. Like, there is something about it that just sticks with people. Whether it's from Sesame Street, The Muppet Show, any of the Muppet movies, any of the sci-fi things that he's done, any of the... Because he did. He did... I mean, we already talked about Yoda, but also Farscape. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple other projects as well, too, that I'm forgetting right now, I'm sure. But... Well, we're actually going to dive into that, too, in just a second. Oh, awesome. So. Well, then I'll just hold my tongue. But I think it's just... <laughs> I think that, to me, is the incredible piece, is that you could basically walk up to, like, any single person and be like, who's your favorite Muppet? And they'll have an answer for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tisha, it looked like you were about to pop no, 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 you're okay? Yeah. All right, well, speaking of favorite, you know, you know, kind of Muppets with all this, you know, <laughs> what are some of our favorite Jim Henson or the Jim Henson Creature Shops... Uh, most beloved creatures out there. Uh, not just to, I think this is a, a general to us, but probably most renowned. I mean, obviously, I think we can state Kermit and Big Bird and Miss Piggy mm-hmm. right off the Ozzie, top. Gonzo, Ozzie, Ozzie, Gonzo. Gonzo. Yeah. the original the core, right? Yeah. Scooter, all these characters, right? Cat. So, I mean, we didn't watch until far later, but Farscape was huge, and I really think the. The Muppets had me, like, skeptical at the very, like, the, really, we tripped over the first episode a lot, and then once we actually started watch-watching it, it was, like, it sucked us in. But having the Muppets there actually lent the show this just awesome... Pilot and Rigel were just oh my God. these amazing, they were amazing. Just they characters. Were such good like, you, characters. Fell in, you fell in love with them. Like. Yeah, but it added to that, like, sci-fi-ness of the show. It just really worked so well. Love that well, I mean, like, Aaron's son's it, well, it's <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you talk about Farscape, but I remember there was a, the most brutal moment in that entire series was when they had to take one of Pilot's arms, yeah. and like it was like it was, oh, was soul and gut wrenching yeah. to watch, and you're like, this is a Muppet, because it's a Muppet. Uh, this is like, and it's but it was acted so beautifully, and the characters uh, had such reverence for like working with these puppeteers and it, it, it came across so wonderfully yeah. but uh, you're right i think farscape as a whole was like what wouldn't have if those characters didn't exist in there or that little magic of jim henson didn't exist in farscape i don't think that show would have been the same at all no yeah, i agree mm-hmm. i agree ludo 
Ludo. Oh, Ludo and Hoggle are, are probably two of my oh. absolute favorite characters of all time. I mean, it's it's pretty much any any character in that movie except for the <laughs> stupid fire swamp gang. They scared the shit out of me. The fun oh, gang? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the fun gang creeped me the hell out, Jesus. and they were also my favorite characters. <laughs> I mean, it's Friday. amazing how they did it. It really is, like, because you watch the behind the scenes, and it's absolutely fantastic how they did it. Um, Your head won't come off. Oh, God. And, but... It's seriously like any any anybody in that movie, like any of yeah. the small goblins and uh, the the worm. The, oh, now the, just a worm. <laughs> Go inside, have a nice cup of tea, and meet the missus. <laughs> but I even think too, like you know, all the stone faces, kind of mm. giving them the warning messages and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And forget all these giant creatures that are just. They just feel like background, but they weren't. It's, they were all there's the, a whole the, universe. The drop so down into the oubliette. Yeah, where the hands. Yeah, the hands. It's. I mean, it was all just these it was puppeteers magic. doing these mm-hmm. beautiful work, but again, terrifying and creepy. It's oh, it was uh-huh. awesome. <laughs> dance magic dance. I uh, TJ will tell you. There's not a day I haven't said nothing, nothing, tra la la. I mean, <laughs> I've the, the Muppets have always been. Well, is there a specific Muppet that you just go, boom, that's that's the one that's like, I? if there's ever a sketch, you're like, that's the one you always want to make sure you see every sketch for that character. Kermit. Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> what is it about Kermit for you? Um, I don't know. I'm, the, is it kind of like it's the everyman Muppet, maybe? It, is it kind, it kind of like that? Kind of, can't? but it was also, you know, growing up... Uh, Half of my, most of my uh, family had um, social anxiety, so they couldn't talk to people, and I was pretty much the only one that could talk to people. (laughs) So a lot of times I felt like Kermit, like, oh God, everything's going out of control, and I'm the only one, I'm supposed to stand here and smile. (laughs) It's all burning, but it's fine. How about you? Oh man, mine's a toss-up between a Swedish chef, uh, <laughs> which, in my honestly, my reasons for loving the Swedish chef are very shallow. It's because he's the only character with human hands, <laughs> and I remember being really digging that as a kid. Like, oh look, articulated fingers, and and he can grip things, and you know, none of the other Muppets had quite the kind of articulation that he had. Um, and Gonzo, who. You know, is for for an odd bird of a kid, a wonderful representation of being proud of being weird. Mm-hmm. Yes, do you That's know what I mean? Yeah, and that it was a yeah, it is a really wonderful message to be like, no, embrace your strangeness, run with that, mm-hmm. and he's a great. The only thing that was ever questionable about Gonzo was the relationship him and Camilla had, but that's yeah. besides the point. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, weird. Uh, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> so, so funny enough, you know where the Swedish chef is really big? Sweden. Really? They love it. <laughs> Get out. Yeah, um, Preston and Steve had an intern from Sweden. Yeah. And she was telling them that, you know, in Sweden, the, the Swedish chef is really big because they think he's hysterical. <laughs> They know he's so highly offended by him. Right? Yeah, no, I mean, that could have gone two ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, well, I love Miss Piggy. Like, I always have. Like, you know, she was she was kind of a badass. She was kind of bossy, but she was also very femme and very like she could command a room. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, you know, she just she always had that presence. And uh, again, so, things that spoke to little girl Jada. You know, <laughs> no, you can be when, beautiful and a badass at the same time. And you know, like. <laughs> 
And she, when she got caught in something, she would just flip her head and laugh. That yes. is, oh, yes. yes, exactly. And like that, like she could just, I, I, you know, she's a magazine editor. She's a performer. She's everything. And it was just like, I don't know. She sang. She danced. She did everything. To me, it was just always like that was the one you wanted to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh said, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, I I gotta go Beaker. <laughs> Beaker was always my favorite. Like. <laughs> Because there was, it, regardless, whatever sketch or scene he ever was in, I always was just like, this had the dumbest smile on my face. And like, one of my favorite things that I actually didn't include here, because I don't think we were going to have time, was like our favorite songs from the Muppets. Mm-hmm. But the the newest Muppet movie, not the newest, but the reboot with, you know, Jason Siegel, um, when they did Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, God, yes. And it's the pigs, but it's Beaker <laughs> oh, singing. Yeah. That as as the barber with the straight razor, and I'm like, this is the most disturbing and terrifying thing amazing. I've ever seen in my entire life. It was amazing, but it made me it was so, so happy. It was so funny. <laughs> the coolest performance I've ever seen with Beaker um, is if you were ever in Disney World in, in Epcot, they have a uh, Bunsen Honeydew and Beaker mobile uh, science lab. They do, yeah, and I it's that an, was. it's the most amazing they, animatronic they I've ever seen. Yeah, and it, they don't tell you when the show times are so like we actually wandered into it luckily it you was saw it coming so, up and chased the thing down we did. it was so <laughs> damn funny and i mean you would think th- th- these things are alive in front of you seriously oh it's that i mean it was that's disney awesome. magic because they can yeah. do that um but yeah if you ever have a chance that's one of the best beaker performances ever <laughs> uh now how about a character that you hate or creeps you out more than any other creature from Jim Henson's lab. Fun gang. Fire swap fun gang. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckers. The, 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 the American bald eagle, whatever his Sam. name is. Sam. Oh, oh, Sam Eagle. I hate Sam. He annoys he me. He's supposed to. I know. He's a straight man. It works. I'm sorry. Did, did, did you get time. your favorite? I'm sorry. Uh, did I get my favorite? No, no. Yeah, no. I just, it, it, and again, granted, They're that's kind of his job though. to yeah. do that. Yeah. But he just was far too straight-laced. I couldn't stand <laughs> The Muppets it. always needed a straight man who wasn't Kermit. Uh, it's the American way. It's the American uh, way. <laughs> um, as far as one that creeps me out, Skeksis. Oh, I love them. <laughs> yeah, like they were creepy. Mm, they were creepy gosh. AF, and they were meant to be, but mm-hmm. yeah. That sounds super disturbing. Cat. Um, you listed dinosaurs on here in your handy dandy notes, and yeah. I hated that thing so much. The, the baby. baby. I hated it. Not the dog. I want die. want to die. I don't like it. <laughs> so that one. Okay. Well, fair. My mother will still say not the mama. <laughs> I, was never, I was like, I was like, mom, you were caught in the eighties. <laughs> they tried to reboot that. They though. did, and, why? and it failed miserably. Why would you do that? It wasn't a good show to begin with. It was popular enough at its time. It was, it was popular, but, it was but still I just, I, I never grasped onto it. It just did not appeal to me. It was still annoying. <laughs> My, uh, see, see, the thing is, most of the Muppets didn't, the, and whatever, didn't creep me out. Yeah. Um, the, the only ones that truly were like, that's just weird, is a Deep dive on the Muppet Show. They had a ballerina on. Okay. This was like first season of the Muppets. They had a ballerina on and she did a dance with these really weird Muppets. And I was just like, oh, those are creepy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I moved on. Yeah. (laughs) 
Fair and enough. the problem is it was a boring segment too, so it's like, oh, those are creepy looking. And now I have to stare at them and I'm not really entertained. I'm going to go get some Doritos. Uh, <laughs> uh, for me, I'm surprised nobody else sat at this table because it's from Labyrinth, the trash lady. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, man. Yes, lady, you'll need that. Yes. The trash <laughs> lady muppet was freaking terrifying. Oh, you can't yeah. leave that. No, no, no. And it's, <laughs> it, it, it still creeps me out now. Like, I think I think the thing that creeps me out the most about that character is the fact that it's what happens when we can't let go of childhood altogether. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. I mean, those oh, are concepts God, I didn't get at so five. True. I was just like, yeah. she's weird and she's trying to pile all there's this stuff. There's multiple of them in there, yeah. too, which yeah. you don't notice as a kid, yeah. but there's wow. multiple. Yeah, there's yeah. many of them walking around, and that's just the one that's Sarah's. So, you know, she's at that she's at that apex. Oh, I think Sarah's meant to be like 15 or 16, and you see her room when you originally see that movie, and it has like, it's a shrine to her childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you wonder what it was like, you know, before her father remarried before they had Toby yeah. and she was the princess and she had everything and then all of a sudden this new life happened and that's when that shift and the disconnect happens with Sarah and that's when all of that stuff becomes clung upon mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it, you you feel that so much more as an adult when you watch that movie and it's just I, I completely yeah. agree with you. oh yeah it's so it's, it, it's terrifying like there, there was it was between that level and then just to the visualization, it was the, the performance of it and the way Sarah's mm. responding to it too. Yeah. And it's like just it, and they're it, trying to heap. She's trying to heap stuff on her back and everything. Yeah, and it kind of like it's like kind of like I want to turn you into one of us. It's, yes. and I'm like and I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. this is no, this is a, yeah. no. But I remember even as a kid that gave me nightmares because it was just Aww. it was so mentally unsettling. Um, and I don't think there's anything in, across any of his films that quite reach that apex for me or, or anything like even Mirror Mask is a oh, crazy, oh, beautiful movie and disturbing is never seen all that. hell. <gasps> I know. I know. You guys it's are also, saying, it, yeah. It's also I Neil Gaiman. It's yes, Neil, Neil Gaiman and, and Ryan Henson. Uh, oh, yes, please. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's it's incredibly disturbing. It. I haven't watched it since I think we first saw yeah. it, but it's so we'll do that in Dark Crystal. I'll definitely watch that again and follow that bird. We have to follow that bird. That's the, that would be the palate cleanser at the end of the night. So we don't have nightmares. So we don't have nightmares. Yes, but then we'll just be crying. That's Apparently. true. All right. Well, let's let's go out real quick on a quick break. We're already an hour and ten in, and we still haven't even gotten into a lot. So um, with that, we'll be back in just a few. The kids were, were very good and didn't start laughing, so which is great. The Muppets, you mean. <laughs> it's part of well, our tradition. It is. Well, speaking of Muppets and continuing that trend, uh, I figured the best way to come back in from break was to kind of get a chance for us to talk a little bit about the golden age of the Muppets, uh, up to and including their downfall, <laughs> So um, <laughs> uh, because that was very recent. Um, but, you know, obviously, oh. we can kind of start off, I guess, the best place to do this is talking about the Muppet Show. Uh, as we mentioned earlier beforehand, uh, 1976 to 1981, uh, where most of us kind of connected, and then 
the early points also the very first three Muppet movies, the Muppet movie, uh, the Muppet, Great Muppet Caper and Muppets Take Manhattan. And then the other huge one being uh, the Muppet Babies from 1984 to 1991. And that kind of ends the very first era uh, of the Muppets. But that's kind of all the major, major things aside from the few TV things that did happen. Um, so I guess this is a, a good chance to kind of just turn this over to you guys. And we can kind of dive into any of those pieces if we want to expand them on some of that conversation, so. TJ, you want to talk about The Muppet Show some more? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, The Muppet Show, so I've got, uh, I've got all the series that have been released on DVD. Uh, and um, I've actually got the ones that haven't been released on DVD. <laughs> the biggest problem with The Muppets now is rights issues. Um, that's why they haven't released a lot of the the, the last two seasons because they um, they can't get the rights to some of the songs. What yeah. was your What was your favorite performance on the Muppet Show that you can oh, recall? God, I know that's mine. Um, there's actually there's actually a couple. Uh, so Steve Martin oh God, was on yes. the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Um, and the premise was that he showed up and they forgot to tell him that they had to cancel the show because they didn't sell any tickets. (laughs) So they were just going to look for new acts. So it's Steve Martin performing for the Muppets. Oh, that's awesome. So it's Steve Martin being a Muppet. Yeah, pretty much. Performing for Muppets. Um, another classic one is, uh, Mark Hamill. Yeah. On the Muppets. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. the Mark Hamill Pigs in Space episode is fantastic. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. And I love that they had him performing as Mark Hamill and also and performing as, as, Luke, as Luke, Skywalker. Luke Skywalker. Oh, that's amazing. Um, the entire episode. Because it was, that actually episode, I think, was in 1978. Yeah. So yeah it was right like after. really shortly after and you Star could, Wars finished its, it, the first movie came out and just blew him up. That's and you awesome. could tell, too, that it's before Empire because it's very much playing with the theme of. Oh, Luke and Leia are going to get together. (laughs) Also, pre-motorcycle accident. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The other big one was uh, one of my favorites, and it's in the later seasons, but Christopher Reeve was on The Muppets. Um, And every time he did a costume change, he went into a phone booth. (laughs) I think one of my favorites, one of my absolute favorite Muppet shows was actually the one where Elton John... Was the host. Oh yeah! Oh, oh my that gosh! Was so good. Because not only was it prime Muppets in that like 1978 vibe, it was also prime Elton John in his like mega weird yeah. phase where it was like everything was huge, over the top costuming, and they actually did a great performance of Benny and the Jets. And it's actually it's one of my favorite renditions of that song to date of all time because it's not only him, but it's like the Muppets, and they're all like funked out and it's not even like Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem funked out it was like them turned up to 11 and then had steroids thrown at them like and it's just it, it is like the most glamour filled episode of the Muppet Show that I could ever imagine and to me like I remember watching that as a kid and being like wow that's a really cool like it was just it was just amazing um the, the bringing up Elton John the, one of the best parts of the Muppet Show was the thirty-second intro of every character in the beginning. Yes, because you because sometimes they would come on like Elton John's a good example and Raquel Welch was another mm-hmm. good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, Scooter would open the door and they and you know he'd open the door and Elton John and he goes, 
it's great. You you know you're going to be really you're going to fit right in with your fun colors. And there's Elton John in his button down it's in his button down suit phase. And he goes, oh no, I'm I'm retiring all of that. I'm just going to be you know I'm going to be a bit more serious. Doesn't he tell them they all look like stolen cars? Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, the, the the opening number, he's in this huge feathered thing. Um, and then Raquel Welch, you know, they they come in on her and she goes, no, no, I'm trying to turn over a more thoughtful leaf, and you know I don't want to be you know just a sex symbol. And then the opening number is her dressed in like this skimpy little outfit dancing around That's the stage. Um, but it was, they, they would play, Alice Cooper was a host. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. God, that was one of the scariest, you know, as, a, as a six-year-old, this was one of the scariest Muppet shows ever. Um, but, uh, and then they, they would have, you know, they had Steve Martin, they had... Um, I mean, pretty much anybody who was anybody at that time. It was kind of like the best... Joel Grey. Mm. Joel Grey on the was amazing. Um, but uh, what it was kind of interesting, it, it's I think it's the closest next step from like if you think of like the 1966 Adam West Batman, yeah. the big gag that was in every episode was when they Burt Ward and Adam West walked up the side of a building. It was always a big huge celebrity would peer out of the wi- window and be like, "Hey, look, Batman and Robin." <laughs> it, that's what it was every week mm-hmm. on the Muppets. It was just, it was fantastic. Another comparison to that would be like the guest host of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Like, yeah. Who like the Muppet Show was sort of like the Saturday Night Live that you could watch with your parents, mm-hmm. or your parents could yeah. watch with you. Did yeah. they come out of Saturday Night Live? No, uh, I don't know for sure, but it seems like it should have because again, variety show, sketch comedy, and you have a guest host. And you have this crazy cast of amazing Muppets, which, I mean, every SNL cast has basically been Muppets in human form anyway. Um, but I think for, for me, like when you're watching it as a kid, there's a lot of humor that goes whoosh right oh, over yeah. your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then yep, you turn yep, back yep. and you watch it now or you watch it with your kids now and you're like, oh my God, they just said that. You know, and even on yeah. Sesame Street, they pull some jokes that are kind of a little bit more for the grown-ups they did watching. A Game of Thrones parody. Yes, they did. Yes. 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 Sesame Street <laughs> Sesame called Street. the Game of Chairs. That blew me away. I caught the clip on YouTube, and I was like, "Get out of here!" Really? That's yes. hilarious. Yeah, yep. we'll yeah. have to watch it when we're done oh, with yes, all yes, of yes. this. Yeah, it is um, you're, wonderful. You were about to see something I, else too, and then we'll jump back to Eric. I don't. I don't know the episodes as well. TJ, uh, Jada, you guys might know the answer. Weren't the Smothers Brothers on? Yes. yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which is neat because they did a variety show, and mm-hmm. now they were taking part in a Muppet variety show. Yeah. Um, and the Smothers which Brothers is like, were, were laughing, right? right? Exception. Yeah. Yeah, that was laughing. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I used to watch Lappin' reruns with my dad one Nick at Night for years and years and years. Nice. Uh, They performed one of my favorite songs um, that I was introduced to on the Muppets. Uh, I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. It's called Six String Orchestra. Mm -mm. It's about a kid. It's a hysterical song. It's about a kid who goes and buys a guitar. Okay. Um, and can't play worth crap. Okay. Everybody tells him he's horrible, but in his mind, you know, he's got, you know, a bass to join him. He's got, and Scooter does it on the Muppets. And later in life, I looked it up and realized that, wow, you know, the Smothers Brothers did this, the, you know, all oh, these wow. other people did it. Um, and basically, it, it's just a hysterical song. That's awesome. 
Aaron, you you had a well, point to add in. Yeah, like. no, 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 because Jada brought up SNL and it, it it like struck my brain. And I'm like, I remember because I remember watching the first season of SNL because I bought the the thing when it came out, the DVD set. And I'm like, I really remember Muppets. He did. He had it was called the Land of Gorsh. Uh, it was a reoccurring skit that ap- uh, appeared in season one of SNL, um, and this actually coincided with. I mean, it was se- it was seventy five, so it was after Sesame Street. But this was uh, like prior to Jim Henson Sesame Street. He did Sam and Friends, which was <gasps> yes! for an adult audience, yes, 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 and that was yes. on like the Ed Sullivan Show and things yes. like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I like struck a chord in my brain. I was like, I, I remember, remember Sam something. and Friends. I remember them talking about it. On the special that was yeah, the, um, like, the and actually Sam and Friends mm-hmm. is actually one of the key things that started Pee Wee's Playhouse. The the mm-hmm. the, oh. the stage show that was the adult I did not show. Know that. that was a big thing that they connected to uh, before they said, "Oh, uh, we're going to make this a kid show instead." Because mm-hmm. if you've ever seen the Pee Wee's Pee Wee yes. show on Broadway, like the oh. the, the films, what? it is Phil Hartman just being like. Absolutely well over the top that, like, you've never seen him like that before. Like, all these things. But, yeah, it's all connected back to mm-hmm. there. It's crazy. That's nice. Um, so, you know, we, we have got a chance to kind of... I figure what we'll do is we'll go through these couple three points pretty quickly, and then we'll we'll, we'll jump into the next. Um, so, the Muppet movies, the original three. Uh, this is mm-hmm. a good place for us to talk about those, because we yeah. haven't really got a chance to talk too much about them, really. Um, but that, for a lot of us... was. Because again, the Muppet Show that was, was more done. my branching point. Was right. The so, so even like what the we'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll group the original movies and the later last three yeah. all together as those first six, um, excluding the TV specials because there was a ton of them. <laughs> um, and then we'll touch on Muppet Babies at the end, and then we'll talk about the relaunch and things beyond that. So, um, so the Muppet movies, though, I, I think for most of us here at this table was probably our big, huge, major connection because for most of us, the, the Muppet show itself was done by the time a lot of us could could really correlate and connect to it outside of syndication. And it did run for syndication for some time. Uh, but obviously the Muppet movie that TJ, I know you mm-hmm. hold very near and dear. We talked about the great Muppet caper and uh, Muppets Take Manhattan. The other three to talk about, obviously, are Muppet Christmas Carol, mm-hmm. um, Muppet Treasure Island, and Muppets from Space. And then there's a side offshoot movie that was on TV only, which was The Muppet Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. <gasps> I remember uh, that one. Oh, I do remember. remember. There was actually a Muppet movie that they did of the princess and the frog. What? Do you yes. remember that? Yeah. I don't remember that. She couldn't talk right. She had she had like some sort of the, the witch in the castle put a spell on her so she couldn't talk correctly. It was really easy to understand her, and Robin could understand her. Robin right. Frog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's focus on the original That's six. That's awesome. But I wanted to at least bring up the fact that, yes, there was a Wizard of Oz <laughs> Muppet movie. Uh, it's just not the best thing in the world. Um, but it's still kind of fun if you go back and look at it through the classic lens of, hey, it's more Muppets. How bad can it really be? Right. We'll get to that later. So, <laughs> um, so Everybody, feel free to just dive in though, and we'll, we'll, let's let's talk a little bit about some of the classics. So Muppet here's sports. the thing for me: the Muppet movie and the Great Cup, Great Muppet Caper. I almost said Cup It Neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, Scotch! Oh my. Um, so 
for me, because I was so young when I started watching those movies, sometimes they blend together. Like, it's like somebody mm-hmm. just no, took you know a deck of cards and shuffled it. Yep. And I'm like, in which movie were they being chased by somebody who wanted to eat Kermit's legs? And in <gasps> which movie, movie. Oh. Yeah, were they movie. trying to steal diamonds? Because I know Second they movie. were too. Yeah. Okay. Like, we're basically yeah. trying to recover diamonds. No, I'm so it's Midwest I remember, yeah. I remember watching them. I remember watching them incessantly. But for some reason, they're so blended together in my psyche. It's almost like it's like they're one movie to me. No, I absolutely get that because I can't differentiate either. <laughs> I know I watched them yeah. and I enjoyed them, but I'm like, I, I just remember bits. I remember bits and pieces of things. And so it's like. I feel like this side of the table is all on the same boat here. Right along. Yeah, it's same thing. I was going to start singing, but I'm going to stop right before I start. <laughs> TJ is right now appalled that I can't tell the difference between oh, No, no, no. It's not just, that I can't. It's just, it's basically that they're so interwoven into my psyche that it's like, mm-hmm. I remember them mostly individually, but at the same time, it's like... Okay, Look, I know that there's there's a synchronized swimming scene in which Miss Piggy is swimming around. Great Muppet Caper. Yes. 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 yes, yes, yes. And then there's also a scene where she's like in a beauty pageant, but like ends up kicking the ass of other beauty pageant contests. And I'm pretty sure that's the original Muppet movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. To the county okay. fair. Yes. Yes. Okay. Which is all part of her mystique because. Part of her talents as a beauty queen was that she was also a kung fu master. Yes. Again, reasons why Miss Piggy spoke to childhood Jada. See, I, I totally get that though. Like I used to do that with Karate Kids one through three yes. and Back to the Future oh, one God, through yeah. three so much because yeah. I used to watch them like in these massive chunks nonstop. So See, yeah, they just which mush. which one was the one where it turns out at the end that Kermit the Frog was Kaiser Sose the whole time? Epic. No, if the, you can't talk usual Muppets, you know. Yeah. <laughs> God, I want to see that. <laughs> oh, well, we'll that, get to that. We'll get yeah, to that. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. that. Uh, no, for for me, it was always like even now, if I sat down and watched the Muppets, I could probably still sing along with at least ninety percent of the songs awesome. without actually trying that hard. <laughs> um, the uh, I can tell you pretty much, like, verbatim what happens in each movie. Um, Muppets from Space is the only one I kind of get wonky on. uh, Because I've only seen it, like, twice. I like Muppets from Space. It's a good movie. They just... I was like, yay, Jeffrey Tambor. And now I'm like, oh, Jeffrey Tambor. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. It's it's a good movie. It's just... um, They... uh, it's very different from. It's very different from even the the Muppet Treasure Island and everything and everything still had the essence of the Muppets. You know what it was for me and Muppets Muppets from Space. Uh, it took a long while for me to kind of correlate and connect to it. But the first time I watched it, I was like, "This movie is horrendous," and it made me feel like the same way I did about Looney Tunes Back in Action, a movie that mm. should be phenomenal. Yes, but I had that same disconnect. And I'm like, they're trying too hard and it's not working. Uh, but after watching it, I'm like, I was able to find the humor of the Muppets there. And it just never, it, it was missing, like you said it, it was the music of it. Yeah, and the Muppets the f- always had that. And that's, there's when there's that little piece missing that kind of is the mm-hmm. glue. That, and, and it's not there anymore. You're like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, I do wish that they had carried over some of the musical aspects yeah. from the original yeah. Muppet movies. Because they're right, you're right, TJ, there always were songs. Always. And the fact that there was... I mean, and, yeah, they had some musical interludes, 
But it really wasn't the same. And coming into you know Brick House by George Clinton, you know. Yeah. But and not just not just. But the best thing that came out of the Muppets in Space movie was Pepe. Oh, Pepe the King Braun. Yes, amazing. Yes. Wonderful. I love. I loved him. I'm not a shrimp. I'm a King Braun. Like he was just amazing. The best is if if you watch um what is it? It's Good Morning America. Him and Laura Spencer because he's in love with her and he would lay on her. She doesn't know how to deal with him. She's like there is this shrimp. He's sexually harassing me. I don't know how to deal. Muppets, the, Muppets should learn consent. Muppets should learn consent. <laughs> should. I, I, I'm going to jump a little into the, the, the relaunch Muppets. Let's hold on well, that. Well, no, just, to make, okay. just to make a comparison. Okay, okay. okay. Because we're talking about music and the, the, the lack of it in, in, in Muppets from Space. Even if you can't remember all of the plot lines or where everything happened, you probably each have your favorite song. From the first five Muppet movies. Yep. Okay. Yep. Not only your favorite song. Mine from still makes all me five, sad to this day. Okay. It's time for saying goodbye. Yeah. Oh, God. I used to cry so much Every as a child. Time. Every, Every time. time. But, Rainbow Connection. But, yeah, Rainbow Connection. But not only that, you could probably Mine's name at least one type. song. <laughs> you probably name it at least one song that one from the original five Muppet <laughs> movies. Okay. Somebody name me a song from the relaunch. I have no idea. Life's Happy Day. That's and I and the no Muppets weren't in that song. Well, there was a Muppet in that song. Yes, but but the, not a Muppet we knew. Wait a minute! Right. At the end of um, at the end of Muppets from Space. Yes, they do because it's all the Gonzos. It's all the Gonzo yeah. race, right? So they do play us. They have like a funkadelic number yeah, yeah, that they yeah. play. But is that an original song? Nope. No, it's no, a, no, it was another George Clinton, Clinton song. It was yes. another George Clinton song, but because George then, Clinton is basically Doctor Teeth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's what that's what I'm like the the first five that music mm-hmm. defined the Muppets, and they kind of lost that after um, Muppet Treasure Island. Okay. That's like even when we go back and watch Muppet Christmas Carol, the music in it's so good. Oh god, yeah. Yes. I hate when they so when they play that on television, they will cut Bell's song. And what? it pisses really? me off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I have no idea. And they, were, they would always have the, the, you know, the good, um, the good sad song in it. Um, you know, Which my, one had um, Not Easy Being Green? None of them. That was just a Muppet show. No, no actually, funny enough, that was originally sang for uh, Julie Andrews. Mm-hmm. It was a charity event, Julie Andrews. Uh, uh, yeah, Julie Andrews. I right? remember yeah. actually seeing it sung between Kermit and Ray Charles. Yeah, they did it. They did it again, over and over again. But it was originally sung for her charity organization. Aww. And when she appeared on the Muppet Show, they even brought it back up. Oh, and there's a video out there. Out right uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> This is like the perfect group of people to talk about this. I'm so happy that this was the cast we had for tonight. As we all Muppet clip. That doesn't carry over. It's true. Just use your imagination, everyone. Imagine a bunch of like four, a 30 to 40 year olds going, yay! There were, there were 12 flailing arms. <laughs> Um, but no, you're right, though. Like, a lot of the music in the classic movies was so huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, like I said, you know, going into some of the later stuff, again, 
Muppet Treasure Island was... Mm. Oh, the music in that's great. Which was, was so, so fun. But, like, again, like, you had the perfect retelling of Treasure Island mm-hmm. in yes. such a weird, warped way that works wonderfully. Perfect. Honestly, the only time Sam didn't annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> because he's the very epitome of a British naval officer in bearing an attitude. Yeah. And he so fits it fits it super well. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's all. It and as American as he is, that's kind of it funny. Is kind of yeah. funny. <laughs> I know, I know. It is It is pretty much the perfect part. He hasn't succeeded yet. So. Yeah. yeah. Succeeded or seceded? Seceded. Okay. Sorry, here we go. <laughs> I tripped over it and I'm like, that was an extra C. <laughs> so. Squish the word. Yes. I did not make the words go. Um, but no, like I said, you know, like you go into those those films, it was it was crazy fun watching those and, and you know, obviously, you know, The Christmas Carol. Because it was just unique to watch them kind of take these classic stories because I wasn't used to that yet. And The Christmas Carol was the first time I think we saw them really kind of start twisting and adapting mm-hmm. current things. And we really only got two films like that before we got to Wizard of Oz. Um, and it's kind of a shame that that kind of stopped. I would have loved to have seen them do that so much more. I was actually okay that it stopped because after a while that would get repetitive. I think where the Muppets succeed the most is... And part of the reason why the real, the... Disney Channel Muppet failed. Uh, not the not the the Muppets on ABC, but the the one before that was because one Disney Channel was still a at the time was still at um, added to your package. Oh yeah, type, type thing um, when it should have been on a regular network. But the the Muppets worked best in short skits, and you can tell that yeah. because if you go online, they still do those short skits. The Swedish Chef popcorn. Yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> My favorite Swedish Chef ever was the one where he's trying to cook the lobsters, and the lobsters turn into like they, they're like little like Mexican bendy. Yeah. Yes. Firing crystals at him. It is yes. so honest to God. Like the one thing that will just crack me so to f up. Like if I'm watching it, I just lose it. The um, but they um. They work best in short sketches. I can see yeah. that. And by yeah. put and, and if they would just go. They, apparently, they're going to relaunch them again for the new Disney streaming app. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, Fingers crossed but, it turns out good. No, no, good. Well, the yeah. yeah. Please Just ask if yeah. one little favor. Well, yeah, and the Muppets. <laughs> okay. Oh, they're doing both. Yeah, yeah. I know they're um, relaunching Muppet Babies. But they're talking, they? uh, yes. from what I've heard so far, it looks like they're going to go back to a variety show format. And because it's Disney's streaming channel, they don't have to worry about ratings. They're just going to put it up. Yeah. I'm sorry, they Ooh, have relaunched Muppet really Babies. And it looks like it's not anima- It's not like the traditional oh. animation. It's like the cartoon. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, they got the CG. So, okay, we'll have to see. Well, is there any other things we want to say real quick about some of the the Muppet films? I know Kat, or you Muppet didn't... Babies. Well, we'll get to that. I wasn't sure. Because like, I know, for, for example, you were a person that got me... Involved and invested into two of the Treasure best Muppet, yeah. two of the best Muppet movies. Muppet though. Treasure oh. Island is the best in my book. It's Will, the best in mine down. too. Yeah, it's I'll got Tim Curry. Is there Star Tom, oh, dead Tom, real dead Tom? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not just it's not just Tim Curry. Well, although Tim Curry is huge. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I love pirates. Cats too. Years and Tim Curry could be its own podcast. <laughs> I absolutely adore piratey stuff. And again, me too. The music. T- oh, Tim's yeah. number 
is phenomenal. I can sit oh there God. and watch that for an hour, just just backing up and starting from the beginning mm, and listening to it all the way and backing up and watch. Uh, the opening too, where they're doing the whole uh, the beach scene, yeah, and you've got the the, the stone pig statue yes! singing. <laughs> they're just they're just wonderful because they have such a, a sea shanty feel to them, and yet it's it's completely enveloped in this this Muppet wonderfulness. So I don't know if you finished watching Black Sails yet, but if you haven't, eleven yet, episodes away. When you do, go right away. from that to Muppet Treasure Island. <laughs> Because <laughs> deal. Because deal, Black Sails sir. ends oh, where Treasure deal. Island begins. Yes. No way. Okay. You, you have a deal. I know. Okay, oh. I need to watch more of both of this then. Yes. You have seen Black Sails? Because, I've seen some of it. I haven't okay. seen all of it. So, but I really want to see what your brain does when you go probably, from that to that. Probably very wonderful scary things, quite honestly. But no, that that is a wonderful idea. It's a deal. And I will let you know how it turns out. Please do. But, uh, um, let's jump over to Muppet Babies, though, because I feel like we only gave that just a little bit of love, but I, I feel like I feel like was... everyone knows Muppet Babies, though. That's one of those... Babies. Exactly. You go up to anyone and mention it, and immediately they will start singing the song. Oh, yeah, it's, it's like, like saying DuckTales, and everyone else yeah. goes... Oh. <laughs> have, we, have we ever gotten an explanation for what happened to Scooter's sister? Skeeter? Skeeter, sorry, not Skeeter. Yeah. Skeeter, my fault. No, no, no Skeeter, Skeeter was, was the girl. The Skeeter was the girl. Right. Yeah, she was created specifically for Muppet Babies. Yeah. She was never part of the original Muppet line. I never made exactly. an appearance. They had a falling out in their teenage years. They don't what? like to talk about it. <laughs> I hope it's just... Nanny let, never let her go. They were them okay. these days. That's you know true, what? I'm More sorry. than likely, you know, we did see the new Muppet movies. More than likely, she was the manager of the Muppets. Yes. Okay. If, 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 if we need to make that connection, that's where she ended. One of the best okay. Dave Grohl cameos ever made. Oh my in god, movie. the <laughs> best Dave Grohl cameos in animal. Because uh, he was a drummer, so yeah. I mean, of course it makes sense for him to be that that guy. Uh-huh. I mean, and oh well, my god, uh, Tenacious D in the Pick of Destiny. Oh no, okay, yeah. that's good too. But yeah, it's kind of hard. No, here's the thing. I don't know if anybody else has seen it. Robot Chicken had a very dark take. Yeah. Really? On what happened. Yeah, it was a mixture of I know what you did last summer and an explanation for what happens to the missing sister. So it, it is pretty I feel like I need dark. to watch this. Yeah, it's There's a dark take on what happened to Animal from Robot Chicken. Oh, okay. well, there was there's that. a dark take on that. There's also there's also the right. wonderful the breakup of Dr. Teeth in the, the electric mayhem. Yeah. And it was Janice like dying of AIDS, I think it was. Oh, and it was just like, wow, this yeah. is weird. Janice was like my favorite, too. That was it, awful. Yeah, oh. That chitty, chicken should be ashamed. In, in a weird kind of way. They've always been a dark show, but they have love. If they didn't have love, oh, they yeah, would no. not be doing what they do with the characters. <laughs> but I, I, I will say, that. usually a lot of times that when I watch the, that show, I'm like, I usually end up cracking up. Because oh, yeah. It's, always yeah. Great. it's terrible. It's, it's, it's hilarious and though. awful at the same time. It, yes. it really is. Exactly. However, Muppet Babies, on the other hand, was wholesome oh. and good. We should all be so thankful that we get to be part of the original viewing of Muppet Babies. My only question is, what the hell does Nanny's face look like? Right. You'll never that know. We'll never know. Things. She wore the she best freaking socks. Ever. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. You know what? Her and Miss Bellum hung out all the oh, time. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and the teacher from Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was going to say, yeah. Well, any adult from Charlie Brown. <laughs> hey, at least Nanny got a voice. Uh, no, wait. Yeah. Yeah, Nanny, voice, Nanny yeah. had a voice. She had a natural sure. voice. Yeah. Yeah. But you only ever saw, like, either her hands from, like, the elbow down or, like, her from, like, the knees down. 
They were Shows were like a green though. skirt and those like weird stockings. Yeah, it was the green, green and white striped uh, yeah. stockings. Yeah, and like purple shoes. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yep. The character designs were just so cute though. Like they're adorable. But I mean, like it goes back to what we were saying earlier. That was the introduction to so much pop culture for such a young audience. And yeah. It was so great that that they used that, but they like still tackled like the same kind of ideals that um, you know things like Sesame Street did. Yeah. Where it was still kind of like, hey, it's the idea of, like, basic educational pieces that you need to kind of take the next step. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was still always, like, cracked me up, though, too, because they would always cut away and do, give us the black and white, like, cutaways. It's like an old Buster Keaton thing from, like, you know, the 19, you know, like, 40s and jump around all over the place. And then, like, then at the same time in the same episode, give us a sequence of a rolling boulder from Alexander's yeah. The Lost Ark. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... It was great, and I love kind of the idea that it kind of played because, and you don't really think about it when you're this age, it played to your grandparents and your yep. parents yeah. while also playing to you. Yeah. Because Fair the black well. and white was one thing, but they even took modern pop culture that was happening at the time and made it black and white as well, which mm-hmm. was perfect. So That's true. I feel like all of Jim Henson's projects in general did a really good job of being inclusive for all audiences because you had like you had some of the childish wonder you had some like like the you know slapstick humor that the Mm -hmm. kids could get in any level whether that was sesame street the muppet show muppet babies but you also had some added levels of like things that the grown-ups were going to get certain types of humor Mm -hmm. that grown-ups were going to get whether that was parents or grandparents it was always meant for a universal audience and i think that is really the appeal that jim henson has to offer Mm -hmm. absolutely all right, so let's get into the relaunch. So there's, there's two movies. <laughs> there's two movies, and then there is the. Hmm? Huh? Huh? Uh, she was asking about. I was the like, relaunch. relaunch? What relaunch? Because ah. I don't know things. You're I'm thinking. Not cool. you're th- are you talking about like the horrible ABC thing? Well, that cool kind of ends it. Things. But oh, the relaunch is the Jason Siegel okay. start and Muppets Most Wanted with Tina Fey. I didn't and, see that. Um. They, well. I I, I I can say I did not get through Muppets Most Wanted, but I would say I like I liked Muppets Most Wanted. But the reboot, I, I, I think, can watch anything with Tina Fey. <laughs> but the reboot, I think, was a great reintroduction of characters that feel like they just disappeared, and they kind yeah. of played that well in what the movie was about too. Yeah. It was well here. I'll I'll let you dive in because yeah. you, so you were ready. They they were good movies, but my problem with like the Muppets, uh, the, the the, the Muppets, but your seal was it took what half an hour to Muppet? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean no, seriously. For the, yeah, yeah. Let's Muppet be honest. Is a standard unit of time. If, <laughs> you, if you Muppet for more than four hours, see your physician. Yeah. <laughs> but no, seriously. Like how, Kermit, many, how many calories does one burn while Muppeting? <laughs> <laughs> but Kermit the Frog didn't show up until the half hour mark. I've got nothing to add to that. I haven't yeah. seen him. I well, wasn't no, even aware. Oh, of him. No, I, think, I mean it's just it. It, it was good. But it felt like a Jason uh, Siegel movie that just happened to have Muppets in it. Maniacal laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh every damn time. The, um, and uh, and they were so good. I'd rather maniacal laugh than actually maniacal laugh. Amy Adams is adorable. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the, That's broke. But it's a day that ended why. Amy yeah. Adams is always adorable. But The Muppets Most Wanted felt more like a Muppet movie than The Muppets did. And I, like, I enjoyed Muppets Most Wanted. Thought yeah. it had a... You know, it got a little lost in there, but, you know, whatever. Um, but it was still, it was an interesting concept. Yeah. 
uh, and felt, you know, the Muppets were the stars, whereas in the Muppets, they were just kind of there in some cases. Which the Muppets are you referring to? The movie with Jason Segel. I'll have to watch it. I wasn't aware of them. I, I'll have to Have watch it even knowing one? this. But. I don't know that I've seen that one. I've seen um, I've seen The Muppets from Space, and I've seen The Muppets Most Wanted. And I liked both of those. Um, I feel like at some point in The Muppets from Space, they were reaching a little too hard for some of the celebrity cameos. Like, do we yeah. really need, like, Joey and Dawson from Dawson's Creek? Like, you always need Joey and Dawson from Dawson's Creek. Shut <laughs> up! Dawson! <laughs> um, this was the... It's it's where the, the maniacal laugh thing comes from is the Muppets. Yeah. Oh, I know. I thought that was no. That's from the that's from the other one. That's from no. no. That's nope. from the Jason. That's Seagull from the Seagull. Seagull. Yeah. That's Chris yeah. Cooper who is it's the Muppets. Maybe maybe you have seen it. It just didn't stick. I ha- you know what? It's with Amy Adams. I have seen it. I'm just yeah. blanking on it. Yeah. But Blending. I thought the mani- no 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 the the maniacal laugh thing is actually that's from um that's from the Muppets Most Wanted. No, that's from the Muppets. Muppets. I can't tell you you're wrong because you are right in two things. One of them is DC Comics and the other one is nothing. Yeah. I really can't argue with you on this. That would be like arguing Mike on Star Wars. And yes. I'm yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and say that I've probably had a little too much of that and that you're probably correct. However, we can all agree that the maniacal laugh thing is pretty awesome. Oh yeah, the maniacal laugh is fun. Yes. If I've learned anything tonight, it's that TJ's Muppet lore is very it's pretty great. It's exceedingly, yeah, good. But I mean, like, again, though, too, like, it was the, the whole tying up Jack Black and having him as the presenter that was held hostage yeah. Yeah. for the telethon. Now I'm which was, was which was brilliant. Which was wonderful to watch, but that yeah, was where that it. Smells Like Teen Spirit horrifying barber oh God, barbershop quartet sequence happened. Horrifying or hilarious? Amazing. Amazing. It was yeah. Horrifyingly yeah. hilarious. I mean, it could be both. It could be both. <laughs> both? Yeah. Why not uh, well, both? Sure. Sure. an American classic. Just before uh, they released that, I remember being in the hospital for my surgery. I had my gallbladder out and you were playing me the videos they had done all these short videos mm-hmm. and one of them i think was beaker doing um bohemian rhapsody yes oh that's awesome i do remember, do you remember that, that yeah. one yeah that's you, before you should, yeah. my kids hijacked your electronic devices this was before <laughs> <laughs> jada brought her children to visit me and then they downloaded things on my computer and tablet awesome. <laughs> <laughs> never give a two-year-old a tablet no, the best was true it was um one of them said, uh, I'm playing Angry Birds. I don't have Angry Birds on my phone. You, you do now. now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean I do now? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, just go with it. Did it cost money? Then no. All right. <laughs> well, I'm going to kind of shift some of this stuff around a little bit. And one of the topics I brought up here is when Muppets go dark. Oh. And because yeah. where Muppets go dark also is correlates to the re- relaunch, which yeah, was yeah. the ABC show. I did not uh, like that. I, I really oh, liked it. Did you? I it did. made me so sad. It, got it kind of reminded me of um, uh, uh, Series 60. What's the Tina Fey one? Uh, 30, 30 Rock. 30 Rock. Yeah. My prob- so my problem with the, with the Muppets relaunch was, one, 30 Rock did it better. Absolutely. Okay. And, and but, also had Muppets in it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But what's funny is about halfway through... When they fired all the writers? When they fired all the writers... It got better. Oh, really? I the last that si- point. The last six or seven episodes yeah. are fantastic. Okay? Uh, it was just too late. But it was yeah. too late. They couldn't do anything because with it. Because the beginning part, I gotta say, it was just really... Kermit and Denise. And... That was... Yeah. 
Yeah, it was, yeah. was kind of weird. It's him beating the other pig. And so beat down and like, it wasn't like, he just didn't have any he heart. Was, he was depressed. Yeah. It was Kermit, watching Kermit be depressed was really mentally brutal. It was brutal. very it was. rough. It was, made me really sad. So what, and you like, can tell when the change happens. Yeah. Because they changed the, the intro. Yes. Oh my the God. The intro in the first couple of episodes. There. No, no, no. In the first couple of episodes, Kermit winds up standing there with an empty cup of coffee. Yeah. Okay. And he sort of looks down and then get, trudges off depressed. When they switched writers, Piggy comes out with another with with another cup of coffee and hands it to him. And then he takes a sip. He's like, "Well, it's time to get things started." Yes. And, See, and that it should goes. be way better. Destiny. And it was just it Destiny. was that slight change that showed the whole thing. <laughs> um, I I only watched a couple of it's episodes. An different episode <laughs> of my childhood nostalgia for it. It's hands down, though, the Fozzie Bear in the car, where he's talking about trying to date. Yeah. And he's like, and I had to learn the hard way that putting Bear on my profile would get interest from groups that I really wasn't aware of. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Or yeah, that however that's good. Yeah. yeah. That had me dying laughing, but the rest of it could not keep but up like with some that of the level. things, too, yeah, like yeah. them walking back and watching the Electric Mayhem get stoned off their ass, and, like, yes. was kind of funny, though, because it worked in context, but the rest of the show around it didn't nah. wasn't up the end. Yeah, slapsticky where you couldn't slide those jokes in. It was like, hey, this is kind of down and depressing. Yeah, and oh, oh hey, that's really funny, but everything else is still really depressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it was the um, like the stuff that worked is the stuff that you would see cut to backstage. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Of the original Muppet Show, um, the the, the Dr. Teeth of the Electric Mayhem being high. The Fozzie thing, you know, would have been all side Let's conversations. Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem were high a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, they were just able to say it for the first time. In the-, <laughs> yeah, the implications were there. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you just always assumed, you know, they... <laughs> but, we, um, we assumed a lot about Dr. Teeth and the Electric yeah. Mayhem material. Yeah, well, but, yeah, they just... They lost... The the big thing with the Muppets is they're ha- even in the craziest, the most downbeats of times, they're happy, they are funny, they're upbeat, and they're and upbeat. They, they don't get pushed down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, even no. well, even when they're pushed down, they never keep stay down. Right, exactly. Kermit always comes back from it, but it, yeah, and this show did. Yeah, it was just again it's too late. Yeah. Well, that's what I loved about Kermit, at least in the original. His frustration at how bad things could go was always present because he was always on the edge and kind of been sure. beraggled because of but his he circumstances. Was more like, but it was more less neurotic versus yes, it was neurotic versus like depressing. depressed and yeah. weird. Because the thing is, like with Thirty Rock, for example, Liz Lemon works because in that environment because she's cynical and a smartass. But that was never Kermit. Exactly. He wasn't a cynical smartass. He had hope and, like, heart. And when you're like, and that just doesn't work with cynicism. I feel like Kermit in all things was, it's either moving right along or it's time to get things started. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. (laughs) Sorry. I feel like in all things, (laughs) Kermit was either moving right along or it's time to get things started because that's really what he was the impetus of all things Muppet. So, I mean, you can't really have anything Muppet without Kermit. So he was the like, okay, initiation and what's the word I'm looking for? Motivation. Yeah. For all things. From time to time, it almost felt like Kermit was the only one taking it serious. 
was. Right? The Muppets were all off doing their thing and, and getting into their own little shenanigans. And Kermit was the glue that had to kind of pull everything together and and somehow managed to have a good show, you know, with, with everything pressed against him. I heard her of squirrels. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Jada, I will need you back in the chair because okay. your mic, the mic is not picking you up back there at all. So. I'm bringing the most fabulous hair. So. I know. You may have to wait. We're almost oh, done. Oh, no. She's still braiding it. <laughs> so. From the chair. Jada, um, but let's get into a little bit of Muppet adjacent real quick because uh, I did bring up two other things that are very Muppet oriented. Okay. Uh, one of them being Avenue Q. I can't speak much for it, but I know quite I know, a few people here. We've still never can. seen so, Aaron, I'm going to leave the floor to you here. I have never laughed so hard in my whole damn life at a musical. Aww. Yeah. Um, I went and saw this show a week after it won the Tony, my best friend Gavin, and I went, and we sat up in the balcony, and my sides hurt. So much. I mean, you are, you are, it's, it is a loving ripoff of Sesame Street. They live on Avenue Q. They live on pretty much a streetscape like Sesame Street. Um, there are both, uh, real live actors and, um, puppets. There is definitely one, there's puppet sex on stage. It is (laughs) hilarious. There are songs like Everyone's a Little Bit Racist. There are songs like The Internet's Report. Um, One of my absolute favorite moments, there were TV screens on each side of the stage. And Princeton, who is the main Muppet, is having a one-night stand with Lucy the Slut. That is her real name. And all of a sudden on on the screen, it flashes up S. S is for stands. One, two, three, four, five, six stands. Six, and then, and then it counted backwards. Five, four, three, two, one, one night stand. One night stand. And then it goes into the sex scene. Yeah, it nice. was so goddamn funny. Oh, that's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, it, it literally was like Sesame Street for adults. Yeah. Oh. It's on my to watch list. It, it is. I've listened to the soundtrack. It's funny. phenomenal. Oh, I, I just, I, it's I still on had... Broadway. It's on Off-Broadway. If you oh, have a chance oh, to see it, awesome. seriously see it. I mean, there are characters called the Bad Idea Bears. <laughs> Which oh my are two my favorite. I mean, yeah, because at one point they're the guys like, should I pay my rent or buy beer? And they talk him into buying beer. Bad <laughs> 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 idea bears. They sound like my spirit animals. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Seriously, they are my spirit animals as well. Um, but yeah, it's definitely one of the funniest shows That's I've ever seen. Awesome. Um, one of the other things too, I felt like it was very important to bring up because it's very topical right now, which is the Happy Time Murders. Yes. Uh, which is actually a Jim Henson project because it's oh. Brian Henson. It's, it's the Henson Company it's is Henson the company. ones doing yeah. this. And they almost were sued by Sesame Street and public broadcasting systems. Really? Because their first trailer says, no Sesame, all street. And they said, oh. this could correlate to Sesame mm-hmm. Street. And they got into trouble for their own brand, from their own brand. Oh my God. Which was, the judge threw it out. The judge absolutely threw it out and said, yeah, no, you have no, you have no leg yeah. to stand on. This is purely parody. But apparently the second trailer for that movie just came out and they said, if you thought the first was intense and over the top, they yeah. said you haven't seen anything from the second trailer yet. Oh, gosh. So, well, uh, uh, like, I'm looking forward to that. My biggest apprehension is actually Melissa McCarthy. Really? I love her. Yeah. Uh, no, no, don't. I'm good she's, with her in certain things. I'm good with her in certain yeah. things. Yeah. Spy was phenomenal. Far too often she gets typecast in the same... I liked her in Ghostbusters. She gets typecast in that Ghostbusters role. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. If it's that same character, 
Yeah. Again. Yeah. I've seen it. No, I don't need to see totally it with puppets. Fair. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I like for me, Ghostbusters would have worked so much better if her and Chris, Christian Wig, Kristen Wig had switched roles. That makes sense. I okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. You know, I, th- she's my only, like, I, I like Melissa McCarthy in some things. Yeah. And other things I go, you are so much more talented than this. Why are you doing this? It's just the concern of what's going to happen. But there's something about that movie which is like, I really feel the need that this has to be seen. Yeah. Because it's so... I'll probably ri- wind up seeing it. It's so ridiculous, but it's it seems like it could be something wonderful, though. So, in the same time. Is that already it won't out, be, or is that coming it's out? Coming out. Okay, well, that's, okay. that's, that's I'm going to definitely put that but on. But by no yeah. means yeah. is this going to be a wholesome family film. Oh, no. So. If you bring your kids to this movie, you should have your kids taken away, probably. Right. <laughs> so before we close out the episode and get to the MFK, there's two. one small thing we have to do is go around the room. And uh, somebody brought up the, the idea of what character each of us most relates to as far as a Muppet. Like, you know, as far as is TJ... Probably most related to probably like somebody like Kermit the Frog, so on and so forth. So, oh, can I do TJ's? Because I can tell you exactly who he is. <laughs> Absolutely. As much as TJ wants to tell you he's Kermit, TJ is Fozzie Bear. Because yeah, my yeah. God. Oh, oh my God, too. you're so right. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> my God. Hold on, hold on. So, in the Great Muppet Caper, Kermit and Fozzie play brothers. Aww. So, I'll go with that. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm the guy trying to hurt squirrels, but I've got great puns. <laughs> How about for cat? Do I have to pick? You can uh, pick for yourself. Well, we can. Okay. We can I also. Can we can. We, or... we can pick for you. You guys can pick for me. Hmm. I have no clue. All right. Well, that's, well, tough, right? that's a tough. All right. Something. Something for say, folks can... to folk, uh, to think about a little bit. I have Jada's. Jada's. Janice. <gasps> Oh my god, yeah. you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> You totally see it. Yeah. I honestly, like, little girl Jada identified very much with Miss Piggy. Grown-up Jada definitely identifies with Janice. Like, a whole lot on different levels. Fesh, without question. So. Gonza the Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'll take great. that, I'll take that with a, a big dash of honor. Yes. <laughs> or Sam the Eagle. Does this mean we can shoot you out of a cannon? Yeah. I'm looking yeah. for This has always next been an okay thing. 4th of July way. party. Yay. Yeah. Next year, we're shooting yes. you out of a cannon. That okay. would be amazing. You got my word on All right. Absolutely. All right. Shooting you out of a cannon. I'm All right. Done. That would be Called out for Aaron. I know exactly which one. What's yours? TJ knows. Miss Piggy. Yeah. <laughs> of all of them, Miss Piggy. Beautiful <laughs> badass. Yes, <laughs> femme fatale. Yes. <laughs> I definitely have a shirt that says, <laughs> 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 And a short temper. I mean, <laughs> never. TJ has been uh, Hayad before. Oh. <laughs> Not in that kind of way. <laughs> I mean, even if it that's was, that's totally that's cat. totally fine. <laughs> so, cat? Huh? I'm gonna say animal. I could. See. Yes. Actually, either that, either that, or the tiny little British worm from Labyrinth. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, she's Scooter. Uh, that's right, because she's very organized. So yeah, I can see yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like clipboards. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you're probably right. you're the missing you're sister. I'm Beaker. You're Beaker. Me. There's just no Me. other. Yeah, no. Rob's like what? No, I don't. I, I, I don't know. He's kind. Of, he might be a little Bunsen. 
No, his, no. Spirit, his spirit. His spirit animal is Beaker. Yeah. <laughs> yep. right. Because Ralph will like vacantly stare out into space, and I can totally see in his head. It's just the little black <laughs> What's she thinking about? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's true. I love it. Oh, I love it. I just remember this is. I could also see like Kermit or Rolf, probably too. But I could see that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, still very much Beaker. Still like Beaker, Beaker, though. Yeah, yeah Beaker, Beaker, Beaker sounds about you. right. <laughs> ha, have you guys seen... Um, so, the Muppets went over to Great Britain and did... Oh, Muppets uh, Live at the O2? Yeah. Uh, and they did a Pigs in Space with Doctor Who. With David Tennant. With David Tennant. Oh, David awesome. Tennant came out. Yep. And uh, during the sequence... Oh, super cool. Uh, they basically show who, wh- what Muppets would pe- play what doctor. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and adorable. it's hysterical. I, that sounds really it cute. Is. All right. Oh, that sounds amazing. So we, we need to get to our final topic, which is the one I think most of us have been yes. looking forward to all night long. Uh, normally we get a chance to do a lot more of this, but there was so much to unpack for a Muppet and Jim Henson episode. Mm-hmm. Um that if we could turn any movie into a Muppet movie, what would that film be? And then we're also going to add a little <laughs> piece at the end of this. Uh, if you also have a classic story that's already been, you know, the, like from a, maybe literature or anything like that, where we're talking about the Christmas Carol, yeah, Treasure yeah, Island, yeah. that you would also love to see turned into a Muppet film. Um, anybody ready to go as far as that? <laughs> it's not a movie. It's a series. Breaking Bad. <gasps> Oh my god. With obviously Bunsen and Beaker as as Walter White. Oh, that's <laughs> as Walter and Jesse. Exactly. Yes. I would like to see the uh I can't remember the name uh oh who was the enforcer for Freed? I, I can't remember. Uh Mike. Mike. <clears throat> the big hairy monster character Sweetums. as Sweetums as yes. Mike and yes. then Kermit as as Free. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, no, it would be phenomenal. I and mean, of course you bring the rest of the cast in as necessary in all the different roles, but I think that G- I Gonzo would as binge. or no, Fozzie Bear as Saul. <laughs> oh god, yes. <laughs> this needs to happen. <laughs> I'll go to Cat. Yeah. Princess Bride with Muppets. Oh yeah. Oh. Would you change the entire cast over or only select characters? Harder question. Oh, that's really difficult. Because I feel like a lot of them would make fantastic Muppets. I feel like you could leave Carrie Elves. Yes. Yeah. And make everybody yes, else Muppets. Yes, that'd be perfect. That'd be well, awesome. Actually, that would be a great Kermit and Miss Piggy story, cast. though, too. Yeah, that's yes, true. Yes, that's so true. You could honestly just recast oh. that with the entire yeah, Muppet. Yeah, you totally With the exception of, you, you know what you do? Muppets. You just leave Andre the Giant. <gasps> Andre oh. the Giant, or you turn him into Sweetums. Yeah. 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 That would work. Or maybe you, what you do is you leave, um, what's his name? Uh, Inigo Montoya. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Prince I know you're thinking that. Uh, yeah, the... Wallace Shawn. The, um, no, not not even Wallace Shawn, because he's the easiest to turn into a Muppet. He's Miracle Max. He's already a not, <laughs> not even Miracle <laughs> Max. I would actually stick with um, Chris Sarandon. Uh, keep oh, him as the Chris bad Humperdinck, guy. Chris Humperdinck, yeah. As Humperdinck. Uh, and you leave him. And everybody else Muppet. Yeah, really him and the six-fingered man. You, you that keep, would keep that like across the board. Yes, you keep it. I'll tell you why. You see it. Oh, my God. That's perfect. So the movie that I would pick... To change over to Muppets would be The Godfather. Oh my god, that would be fucking hysterical. Oh yeah. So you keep Al Pacino and you make everyone else Muppets. Can you imagine him like literally walking up to Fozzie Bear and being like, Fredo. 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 
machine guns, Tommy guns at like the freaking um the toll booth scene on the Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> yeah. Come on, yeah. that'd be so and it's, as, yeah, as, it Instead be. of the blood spiders, it's just fluff everywhere. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my! The scene where he beats the guy up in the street for doing uh, uh, for assaulting his sister. Yeah. And at the end, where he hits him with a trash can. Yeah. Out rolls Oscar. Uh, Oscar. <laughs> Well, even like is every time someone dies, it's oranges. So the oranges are rolling, but they're talking oranges. Yes. <laughs> Man, you're still the blood on that guy. Oh, yeah, that's gonna be a lot of mess to clean up. Oh, that'd be so oh that sounds that'd amazing. Be Aaron. I'm gonna go in a totally different direction. Scream. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite letter? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the only one who's a human, and everyone. I mean, because come on, Matthew Lillard is pretty much a mummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so is Jamie Kennedy. So oh, no. we're my, halfway there. My brain just kept going in that same thing. It's just like C, and it's just C is for cookie, and that's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's amazing. That would be really DJ good. Firefly. Oh, oh, interesting. We're having some yeah. nerd crossover. Yeah. I feel like we're crossing the streams. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ghostbusters, and there I am adding a third element. My God, please explain. Uh, Kermit is Mal. Yeah. Miss Piggy is um, Inara. Actually, uh, yeah, I guess. I was going to say on. Zoe. Uh, I don't know. I would put her more as Inara yeah. just because yeah. of fancy costuming, like beautiful yes. badass. That's true. Fozzie is Wash. Fozzie is Fozzie would be a good Walsh. Fozzie would be a good Walsh. Wash. 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 You had to probably cast Janice as Zoe. Yeah. Because she's kind of like more like the straight lace, like whatever. Yeah. Um, um, Animal would be the best river. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, this is chaos Sammy nonstop. Eagle would be the doctor. Yeah. Uh, Sweetums would be Jane. <laughs> Who'd be Kaylee? I'll be in my bond. Uh, <laughs> Scooter. <laughs> okay. I He's the manager. He keeps that. them in the air. Kaylee? Okay. There's not a lot of female Muppets. That's yeah. true. That's, yeah, that is true. the one. Unless you want to make her Camilla. I mean, I and then probably, get weird. If I had to go, if I if I was going maybe like different, if, if I was not considering gender, I would say maybe Bean. Actually, the other mm. person, actually the perfect person, I think for Kaylee in that role, Rizzo the Rat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. That kind of works. Yeah, yeah. That, that Rizzo would work perfectly. Yeah, he was. He always was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for me. If it's any surprise, Jaws. <laughs> yes! Okay. At least the shark would look. Ah, uh, uh, no, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> the shark is the only thing that stays. Everything else is Muppets. And the tagline is the shark still looks fake. <laughs> nice. Nice. I bow to your deaf skills. <laughs> well done. That would be wonderful. <laughs> All right. Well, it's. Um, does anybody have any classic stories they would love to also see Muppetized? Uh, Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> I really want to see Miss Piggy as Elizabeth and Kermit as Mr. Darcy. Oh but be God. totally not Kermit. I could... That's so perfect. I think one that I, I can't imagine why they have not done this one because they literally have the entire cast is Alice in Wonderland. Yes. Oh, yeah. Alice in Wonderland is done by the Muppets would be the most yeah. perfect acid dream that I could ever possibly imagine. And I've never done acid. But that would be really freaking great. Yeah. Yeah. Like they have literally the entire cast laid out. And it, it could it could 
really, really be awesome. A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's <gasps> court. That is so good. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back to the usual Muppets. The because usual even though Muppets. it, it oh started God, out yeah. as a little spin... Like I could see Kermit like in the police uh, police station. Yeah, no, I could see Kermit going. You know, back when I lived on a log in a swamp, <laughs> right? Like I could see uh-huh. Kermit just stringing that whole storyline along. Oh I'm God, just waiting for Fozzie to say, "Give me the fucking keys, you fucking cocksucker." <laughs> I'm telling you right now, if I ever wow. hit the lottery, I'm getting someone to do this. I'll pay the legal fees and the ramifications will You're come down. To it. So be I understand this. It's a risk I'm willing to take. Okay. The only other thing oh, I can think amazing. of in my brain, though, too, is a just general movie I'd love to see, and it's it's a weird, bizarre movie choice. Completely is a classic horror film by um, Peter Jackson, mm-hmm. Dead Alive. Oh, oh yes. yes. Only for one scene. I, I need to I'm, see it. I'm here to. I, it's it's Fozzie Bear as the priest saying, "I kick ass for the Lord," <laughs> and that's that. My oh. brain can see that so perfectly. Ooh, ooh, another one in that sort of vein would be the Boondock Saints. <gasps> we actually yes. talked about this. I think the last the episode. Boondock Saints, so. as done by Muppets, would be. Really and we were saying it was only Billy Connolly. Um, I think Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And the brothers, uh, as Muppets, and everybody else is human, and that's mm-hmm. it. Uh huh. Could totally work. Just saying. It'd be wonderful. Because just Willem Dafoe's sequence of walking out into the street and talking about the the great firefight would just be amazing oh, through the eyes yeah. of a Muppet. Again, I'm pretty sure Willem Dafoe is already a Muppet. <laughs> he's uh, awfully close. Yeah, he's, he's, getting, border, yeah. he's borderline yeah. Muppet at this before, point. Before, uh, I don't know if anybody has seen this, but there is a meme that's going around and it's it caught me off guard with how accurate and how freaking funny it was. It was a picture of Keith Richards next to Hoggle from The Labyrinth. And it was like basically saying that like Keith Keith Richards is now turned into Hoggle from the Labyrinth, and I lost it. It was the truth so, is out so there, man. True words have never been spoken. He literally has turned into Hoggle, and it's it's hilarious. I'm loving every minute of it. TJ, do you have any uh, last ones you would love to see added in? Um, like classic car, uh, like classic stories. Classic stories, or even just other movies. If anybody else has any other ones that they want to add in, just for fun. I mean, for, for me, some of it would be, you know, I, I'd like to see more, you know, see them do more musicals. So, awesome. you know, maybe Muppet Sound of Music. <gasps> oh, that oh would be God, precious. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, the entire, all the Von Trapp children as Muppets would be so cute. Or maybe uh, if you want no, to get more recent. No, keep Georg Von Trapp and make everyone else Muppets. <laughs> um, if you uh, want to go a little bit more recent, maybe Muppet La La Land. Oh okay. my gosh. Um, Superman, the Christopher Reeves one. You believe the puppet can be tossed. <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Talking about tossing. Wait a minute. Muppets? Well, that, that went in no, entirely different, different, went different, went different way. way. Well. Okay, Muppet, um, Muppet Lord of the Rings. That would be amazing. Yeah. Just, it's a movie about walking where you never see anyone's feet. Exactly. <laughs> Moving right along. Ah. Uh, um, any other classic stories too? Well, we wait for Kat to join back with us in a second before we dive into the MFK. Um, Excuse me. I would, I think 20,000 uh, Leagues Under the Sea would be oh, another yeah. great, wonderful, classic Muppet story kind of just twisted. But then again, it feels like it dives a little too close into Treasure Island. Back to the Future. <laughs> 
There's a remake we could all get behind. <laughs> Thank God Ben's not here. <laughs> I'd like to know his thoughts on that one. Starship Troopers with Muppets. <laughs> it's that's... Starship Trooper Muppets. <laughs> Man, that's pretty brutal for Muppets, though. And I'm the one that's What a Godfather and yes. <laughs> I know, but yeah. But they'd be killing large bugs. That's true. That, yeah, we said that. Starship Trooper Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so many possibilities. It's All mind-boggling. Right. Let's dive into the MFK then. Oh, so let's uh, get ready to wrap a, up the episode. So everybody's cast of characters to make a decision about tonight are these three. Fozzie the Bear, Gonzo the Great, and Beaker the Beaker. All right. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with saying I can't stand his jokes. So sorry, Fozzie. You have to go. You get killed. Um, Gonzo. Gonzo, on the other hand, is a lovable weirdo, mm. and I feel like he would do anything, anything to make his partner happy. So like you know, he's just like he's very romantic in a lot of his like yeah. pursuits. So I'm going to go with Mary Gonzo because nice. I feel like a lovable weirdo is somebody that you can be with. Um, and probably fuck Beaker because he'd probably, he's had worse just in the science lab. So just do whatever you want to him and everything is okay. <laughs> this was easy for me because I married Fozzie already. You talked to him. Sorry, so, Tina, you didn't even say that I would kill you. Yeah. It's out there. So out there. I married Fozzie because... Duh. Uh, Gonzo, because you always fuck the weirdos. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I kill Beaker. Sorry. Aww. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> yeah. So I would marry Beaker. Because you because did. Beaker, yeah, pretty much. Because Beaker's just precious. And that's the one thing. Because I have a short temper. But, like, cuteness is always the trump card with me. Where I'm like, oh, it's cute. I'm distracted now. So, like, and Beaker is always adorable. So, and then I would kill Fozzie, even though I do love his jokes. And then, but Gonzo, I would fuck. Because, again, you fuck the... Free, like the one who's like super freaky. That sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go with Jada on this one. I think Fonzie's got to die. No, Fonzie, Fozzie, Fozzie. What did Henry wow. Winkler ever do to you, sir? He knows. He knows exactly what he did. So Fozzie's got to go. Uh, Gonzo again. I just absolutely love that character on on multiple levels. I would marry Gonzo. I would, I would, and we take long walks in the park, like you do with Rob, where he would find very strange things attractive. Like, look at how beautiful that trash can is. Aww. That trash can's got a baby diaper in it. Isn't it magical? Yeah, no. So that would be really cool. Uh, Beaker, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd fuck Beaker. <laughs> I'd be curious how high I could get his meat. Count. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was just taking Beaker from behind. Yay. Oh, I'm not sure where I went last on this. I don't know. Holy <laughs> Jesus. Because it's traumatizing on so many levels. We're just going to leave uh, it. This well, generally doesn't turn this quickly in this thing for a turn. Actually, I'd pretty much follow Aaron. I'd marry Fozzie. Uh, because he's the most sane of the group. Uh, <laughs> this is Mr. Bimbo. <laughs> <laughs> Most sane compared to the other two. You're, you're comparing um, sanity 
standards of muffins. Let's yeah. just, let's just go Not with Zanza's nuts and you don't marry crazy. Uh, and then I'd kill Beaker because he's indestructible. That yeah, is He's still going to die. No, no. It, but it would take years because so I'd have to figure out how to do it. So you're going to torture Beaker forever. That's wow, horrible. that's no. It's way just, to take you're a, a dark way to take love no, to a dark it's place. Just, no, no, no. As no, no. I'm sorry. It's his job description. He works with Honeydew. I would just leave him with Honeydew. Eventually, Honeydew's gonna kill him. Yikes! He's been trying for years. Yeah. Exactly. Fair. So this was really hard, actually, to make a decision on this one. So again, Fozzie, I was like, you know, I was like. What do you do? Do you, do you kill Fozzie? Because Fozzie usually was the lesser of the totem pole to the three of these for me. And um, But again, I did bring up Mr. Bimbo. Mm-hmm. So maybe Mr. Bimbo can find the prostate. So that's positive. <laughs> and that means you fuck the bear, which has multiple meanings. Yes, it so. does. <laughs> what? That was my loud voice. What? <laughs> um, can, I, can I change mine? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you can, Cub. Yes, you can. <laughs> uh, Gonzo, actually, oddly enough, as much as I love Gonzo, I think I'm going to kill Gonzo. He's already been shot out of the cannon. He has, you know... Uh, and, and Same advantage as Beaker. It's going to take forever to kill him. And with Gonzo could come Camilla, and that can come for an interesting conversation that I don't think I want to have with Gonzo, so... <laughs> Um, so we're, we're gonna have to kill Gonzo. Are you kink-shaming Muppets right now? I don't kink-shame Muppets. There, there's a line for certain things. Camilla may enjoy it, but is it consensual? (laughs) Well, we don't know what Gonzo is. He's a whatever. We, all we know is he's a whatever. Camilla is clearly a chicken. He's a weirdo. (laughs) So, um, and, and you marry Beaker. I think you have to marry Beaker. Right? And I'm sure also Beaker can give good head because his mouth is probably the largest of all of the Muppets as well. So, um, and again after the meep meep meep, uh, like it's 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 hard not to laugh at that and think about that every night. So, um, but yeah, so that's my answers. So, um, all right, let's kick around the room. If anybody wants to talk about anything that's special going on in their lives, doesn't have to be anything special, but it could just be something going on in your life. Fesh. I'm still breathing air, which is a good thing. No, I'm, I'm exercising again. That's the only thing I've got going on. So Yay! trying to try to shed a few pounds, you know, def- definition. We'll see if it works this time. Never has in the past. So that's it. Yeah. Fairly boring. Did it. Just your standard mild-mannered mother of three here. Um, I don't know. Getting ready to put the kids back to school and try and... Kick my own butt in back into gear and get my side hustle going. I uh, recently was certified in Zumba Fitness, so Yay. looking forward to hopefully getting my side hustle going with teaching some classes relatively soon. Awesome. Got Um, I have a book out on Friday. Yay! The final airship book. Yay! So it's the final Take to the Skies book. Um, and I'll be selling that at Key City Steampunk Festival in Frederick, Maryland, if anyone happens to be in Frederick, Maryland. This episode will probably not be up in time. That's valid. What okay. is the name of the actual book? Oh, The Airship Also Rises. Ta-da! You did the thing! Yeah, I did the Yay. thing. You also had another book out since the last episode, too. Captivating Melody and... No, Captivating oh, Melody no, came back in right. June. Yeah, Legends of the Veil came Legends out. of the Veil. The that's right, yeah, that's right. so that was a Fae box set. It was a lot of paranormal romance 
all set in like Fae. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Fun. Must read. Erin. <laughs> I'm boring. No. Uh, I guess the, the only big thing I'm currently working on a Mary Jade cosplay to go to yes. Comic Con with. Yes. So that's Very about nice. it. Wait, no extended universe. Yeah. <laughs> or what do they call it? Star Wars Legends. Legends. These days. Now. Yeah. Legends. Teach. Uh, I got love. <laughs> we are boring people. Yeah. Uh, as for me, you can always find me also weekly at DC Primetime at nextlevelradioonline.com. Uh, our next episode coming up is our annual uh, for Arrow Season 5. Um, it is going to be a rough one. Uh, but I think actually the two following episodes after that should be a ton of fun. We're doing Batman uh, 1966, the classic movie, in addition to the first Christopher Reeves Superman film. Following, uh, so two of some of our most favorite and fond superhero movies, uh, followed up by two of the worst of all time, which is Superman for The Quest for Peace, followed up by Batman and Robin the week after. And I think we may have a special guest joining us, so we uh, will wait and see. But aside from that, you could always check out our good friends at Game Chop Records at Game Chop Rec- uh, well, sorry, GameChop.com or DJCutman.com. We thank them each and every episode for uh, letting us use their tunes for the music in the start and end of the show. Uh, and beyond that, I think next month, um, I had it earlier, I think, oh yeah, um, next month, Mel Brooks. Because I think this is the perfect time. So, yes. so we will see you guys around next month for our Mel Brooks episode. But until then, we'll see you around the bend. Bye. Bye. It's very sad, bye. Bye. <laughs> so, I feel like we should end this in like some sort of Muppety sing-along. We could. Aww. What's a good song? Well, the recording's still going, so we can... It's time for saying goodbye. <laughs> See, I was going to go with, you remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe with the power. What power? Power of voodoo. Voodoo? You do. Do what? Do you remind me of the babe? <laughs> All right, we'll kill it there. <laughs>